Okay, so we're going to have a, a fitness or health episode, and with me is Mike. And Mike, can you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, hey, how are you doing? My name is uh, Mike Shepard. I've uh, uh, been a trainer uh, going on seven years now. I've uh, been exercising in the fitness since uh, 2004 when I joined the military. Uh, that's how I know uh, Ricardo is through the Navy. Okay. Well, the reason why we're having this episode is because um, just this, you know, a, a random episode, you know, don't always have to do politics or religion or whatever, but um, there's a lot of, um, um, pre, pre, how, how do you say this word? Can you, I have the word on top of my head, but, um, you know, like you, you can prevent some health issues you have by just, you know, being healthy. You know, this episode is not about trying to look like a model or, you know, having body shame anybody or, you know, body, you know, or like <clears throat> shame anybody with disabilities. You know, I myself am disabled. So I, you know, there's some stuff at the gym I can't do and I had to go to physical therapy. But this is, you know, but still like we can do what we can for, you know, our health. And I think, um, you know, we, even, even if it's just like going for a walk, you know what I'm saying? I'm going for a run as much as you can without, you know, hurting yourself. You want to jump in, Mike? Yeah, the um, I think one of the things that me and Signs have talked about, over, especially over this past year, um, is just about the, uh, the physical health. And uh, being a trainer, you know, just being anybody, um, when you look at getting in shape, if you weren't into it, involved in it in school, like I didn't, I didn't get involved in weight training classes or anything like that. Uh, so I, when I went to the military, I was brand new to it. Uh, that's the reason that I got involved uh, in training was because I was a little skinny guy and uh, I did not did not want to be that. So moving forward, I just see all the bigger guys and think, OK, it's all about the gym and just lifting weights. Um, and as I progressed, you start learning it's more important about the food that you're putting in your body and uh, the nutrition on the inside. Uh, because that's a mirror of the outside. So if you're focusing on health more so with a diet versus training, it's actually the more optimal way. Um, and then moving forward into that, you start seeing the mental health coming into it. I as well have disability from the military. It's not physical, it's mental. And um, I can say that the 10 years that I've been going to the VA and dealing with psych and uh, the medications, um, I've gotten more out of working out um, mentally than I have with the medication. Uh, the medications are more preventative. And um, I think the, I think going to the gym and staying in a routine, having small successes throughout the week, throughout the month, um, definitely helps combat depression and anxiety. Yeah, It helps you get a lot of the energy out, helps you get a lot of the aggression out, um, road rage, things like that, you know, they're definitely minimized when I'm able to go to the gym for, you know, even if it's just for an hour, um, as well as a routine, you know, it's just as important as, you know, how they say you need to wake up and start your day, by making a bed, making your bed. And just, yeah. that's just a, a win. Uh, it's just like going to the gym. Uh, I get a lot of success and I know a lot of people that I train, um, in the beginning, it's very hard for them just to stay on a routine. You know, a lot of people, we just get to the point where we're just like kids. We just want to throw a fit. I don't want to eat these vegetables. They're gross. And, you know, as you grow up and you get older, you realize 
there's a reason your mom wanted you to eat the vegetables. Um, and they play a big part in your health down the road. So, you know, just the discipline and the self-discipline is very important for people. Um, as well as right now, you know, we've got COVID going on, uh, a lot of social distancing, a lot of staying at home. It's really hard for people, especially uh, people that are extroverts that like to be around people. Um, and then going on social media and just all the negativity that we're seeing. Um, another huge thing is a lot of people that have been focused on their health are not as subjected to getting the virus and getting a sick. You know, um, that's one of the, the key things is people that are in good physical health have a better chance of battling this virus if they do get it. Um, so that's another reason, you know, it's not, it's the preventative side as well, um, versus the corrective side. Yeah. So let me ask, so let's say somebody's like, Hey, you know, doesn't matter what, what their capabilities are, how should they start like finding a routine that what they want or setting the goals what they want. Because I know some people are like, you know, I want to lose five pounds, or I just want to run. It's, it's not even like about pounds. It's, sometimes it's about like like um, <clears throat> how fast you want to run, or even how far you want to hike. Because sometimes you know, hiking, hiking like it's very tiring. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, how how should somebody set goals for themselves? And, and, you know, uh, well. <clears throat> the first thing you need to do is just address what you're trying, what the goal is that you're trying to accomplish. If a person doesn't know where they're trying to go, it's hard to know what map to look at. So the first and foremost thing is, is to find out and address like what you said, you know, are you trying to, are you trying to lose weight? Um, is there an image that you're trying to display? Is there a task that you have? Are you starting a new job that's going to be demanding physical labor and you're just getting, you know, you're getting your butt kicked on the job. Um, is there, is it an athletic reason? Um, and then from there, you're just going to lay out an outline, you know, outline a plan. I would say um, being a personal trainer and not, not coming from a point of trying to, trying to get um, money from somebody or getting a job. If you don't know what you're doing, a personal trainer is a great way to start, but you need to make sure that that personal trainer is aligned with the goal that you're trying to have. You've got personal trainers who specialize in coaching for, you know, for track, for um, wrestling, things like that. Then you have personal trainers that are in the gym. Um, make sure that that person has an aligned attitude that you can work with. I, me being, I'm more of an in your face, get it done type person. There's a job that needs to be done. I give you the plan. Um, and I, you know, you, you go at it. I coach online. So it's hard for me to be as in contact with somebody. If you don't know what to do in the gym, it's better to have a trainer that can be in the gym with you versus an online trainer. Um, some people will tell you, well, I can get this done. You just need to know, you know, intuitively, do you think that you can, you can do this? Can this person give you a plan and you have the discipline to get up in the morning and go to the gym without them making you go there or you meeting them. Um, the other thing is making a realistic goal, but making sure that you are pushing yourself. A lot of people that you get with, they, I work with, they want to, they want to, they want a goal. They say, okay, well, I want to be in this shape by three months. And me knowing with the experience that I have, okay, well, if you want to lose, you know, 20 pounds in three months, it's going to require you to be in the gym 
X amount of days a week um, and eating this amount of food every week. If you cannot do that, then you have to let you have to be realistic. If you can say, well, I can't work out five days a week. I have kids. They have sports. I'm able to get in there realistically three days a week. Then that needs to be the goal, because if you're not able to accomplish the goal, you're going to get defeated and you're going to give up. So you have to make sure that you have a goal that's realistic. But at the same time, you have to understand that you are going to have to sacrifice some things to get what you want. You know, if you're if you're going to school to get a degree and you're working full time and you're you've got a kid or two kids and you you have, you know, same thing. You have sports three times a week. You know that your teacher is going to require you to get an A or a B or a C. And you might have to stay up late and study until midnight or one in the morning. And that's just what it takes to get that degree. If you don't care about that degree and you just want to kind of get by, your grades are going to reflect that. If you just want to work out when you want to work out, you're, you know, the outcome is going to reflect that. So you have to know that you're going to sacrifice some things. Um, one thing I will throw in is just uh, just on the side note. When you start working, when you start doing this and you say you want to make a change, uh, it, it can come off looking like it's expensive. Oh, man, I've got to buy this, you know, this food. Everybody knows that it's cheaper to buy French fries than it is to buy a salad, you know. And so people say, well, I've got to give this up. You know, this is going to be expensive. Well, but if you're if you're removing the Starbucks, that's three dollars and 50 cents every morning um, and you're just going with a black coffee. Uh, that's saving you a couple of dollars. Uh, if you're not eating the fast food or the, the meal at a restaurant for lunch at work and you're packing your lunch, that's going to save you six or $7. So over the course of the week and then in the month, the money that you're putting in for, let's say protein powder, or, um, say you need a pre-workout because you're, you're exhausted after a long day of work, but you need the energy to get through the workout. You know, that $30 thing of protein can be replaced or pre-workout could be replaced with, 10 uh, coffees, you know, that's just, that's, that's two weeks worth of Starbucks. So there's always ways to make it happen. Um, it's just the sacrificing that has to come with it, but overall, just knowing where you're going, the direction and the outcome that you want, because like, like science said, you don't have to, not everybody has to be an Instagram model. And one thing I noticed that, you know, I got into fitness and, and I actually do bodybuilding. So I do focus more on the aesthetic portion, but what I found is people that focus on that, uh, kind of like the millionaire that's still not happy with his life. He's got all these things, but he's still not happy. A lot of people get into it and they want this, you know, they aesthetically, they want to look this certain way. Uh, but in the end they end up being sad because they haven't really addressed the mental, uh, aspects of things. Um, so just know that the person that you see on Instagram that has the ridiculously lean body, no body fat and things like that, that person has probably sacrificed driving a BMW and they're driving a Honda, but you won't see that in their pictures. They're just going to show you the highlight reel of their life. They're going to sacrifice going out to the bar and spending a hundred dollars and buying shots for their friends on Friday night because they have to buy more protein and more chicken um, and they can't drink alcohol. So there's a lot of sacrifices that come with looking like that. Um, and in the end, it really just matters what you want. But there's nothing wrong with finding a person on the internet or somebody. I mean, it's just finding a picture. You're just finding a body or an image that you want to reach that goal. That's like putting a, you know, a vision board. You put a, a mansion on the vision board. You're just, you're just trying to manifest that. So there's nothing wrong with that. Just know that what you're manifesting has to come from a pure place and not an egotistical place. Because yeah. when it comes from an egotistical place, it usually... 
I usually see emptiness that comes from it and it's just not healthy. So I want to go back a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Um, you know, like you talk, I talk about, like you talk about getting a trainer. Some people not, might not afford to get a trainer. I want to share a story that, you know, um, you, you can um, ask your friends for help or advice too, you know, like I ask you for advice here and there, you know, um, people that know what, you know, like a little bit more than you or, you know, go online, <clears throat> do some research. But you can also, even though it's COVID right now, but you can ask your friend. I had a friend that, you know, told me, you know, he was trying to get, you know, lose some pounds to, um, to get, <coughs> excuse me, into the fire academy. And he asked me if I can hike with him. And I was like, yeah, you know, so I went with him as support, you know, to go hiking here and there. He, he lost, you know, some pounds and he, he made the cut and he, you know, went to the fire academy, made it. But, <clears throat> you know, don't be afraid to ask people for, for help or advice, <coughs> you know, right now, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, don't be afraid to ask friends and stuff like that, you know? So, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that 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 is an important um, topic as well. So, uh, one thing I'll say is it's kind of, it kind of veers off from that. So, you have to make sure that when you start this journey, um, or I think, I mean, one the one thing I've learned that with fitness, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think the reason that he's so successful is because he used the bodybuilding format as a blueprint for his life. Um, meaning you just have to have focus. Um, and you also have to be dead set in your resolution on what you want. You want to do what you want to do. You need to make sure that it's for you and that you're solid in in your goal. And you need to make sure that it's for you and you just need to avoid the naysayers. Um, one phrase that I always like to say is you need to have the why not people in your life instead mm -hmm. of the whys. And what I mean by that is you want to make sure that you surround yourself with people who want the best for you. Uh, if your friends are negative, if they're pessimistic, if they're the ones where you say, hey, man, I want to open this business or uh, science says, hey, I want to start a podcast. If he has a bunch of friends around him that are saying, why, why would you want to do that? Well, that would never work. Why, you know, do you think it would happen? Those are negative people. You do not need those people in your life. They're just going to pull you down and they're going to make you question and doubt yourself. You need the people that say, why not? Well, yeah, why, why wouldn't you do that, man? You're very educated. You know these things. Why wouldn't you? Hey, I want to lose weight. You know, I want to get into firefighting school. Well, why not? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll go hiking with you. Why not? You know, if that's going to help you get to your goal, then I want to do that. You need to have those people in your life and you need to try to surround yourself with those people. And one thing is, is you need to make sure that you have a positive outlook as well, because usually the the negative Nancy's, they like to hang out together because they have a lot in common. They just like to complain. So if you're if you're a negative person that's trying to become a positive, healthy person, one is maybe look at your attitude and just just check yourself. I don't know. You know, only you'll know and just say, have I been negative in the past? You know, have I been that why person or been the why not? And all you got to do is change. Nobody says you have to continue to be a negative Nancy, you know, and you just change your attitude. And sometimes you will have to distance yourself from the friends that aren't in that lane with you and that don't see that. Uh, a lot of people, you know, if you're unhealthy and you're with unhealthy friends and you say, hey, man, I want to start eating salads. 
they're going to laugh at you and say, why the hell would you want to do that? Let's go get some wings. And that's okay. You can let them go get wings. Don't, don't turn into one of those vegans who wants to chastise everybody for not living their healthy life all of a sudden, but just maybe not go eat wings with them, you know, and start finding friends who want to eat a salad. Um, but just know that the world is not full of positive, healthy people. So you might have to go this road alone, but if you can find the friends like science is saying, there's nothing wrong with that. Bring those people along and ask those people for help. One thing that I can tell you, I don't know too many people that have gotten success in something and that don't want other people to have success in it. You got some haters here and there, but for the most part, if I learned how to do stocks and I was able to make a lucrative career on stocks, and science calls me and says, hey, I want to learn about stocks. I'm going to say, hell yeah, let's get you some money, man. I want to show you what I know. You know, you want those type of people in your life. Um, and those are the people you need to ask for help. And just ask them for help. And if they don't help you, don't get upset. Don't say, well, I can't do it. Just keep knocking on other doors. There's other people, you know. Um, like he said, you know, he's, he's contacted me a few times. Um, and even though I do this and this is what I do for a living or whatever, I mean, I don't mind helping him out. I don't mind taking a couple minutes out of my day and answering some questions, you know, and he has enough knowledge to where he doesn't need me as a trainer. He might just need to know, Hey man, um, you know, because there is a lot of, there I'll, is I'll a comment lot of, on that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. yeah, but because uh, go ahead, finish your statement. Well, what I was going to say is there's a lot of – you can find some contradicting stuff online. Yeah. Uh, some people will say, hey, you should do keto, and other people will say, hey, keto's dumb. Don't do that. So, you need, you know, it's okay contacting somebody that has a little bit more knowledge and say, hey, I, I read this. You know, what do you think? And get their opinion, you know, um, and then try it out for you, you know. That's the thing, I think, with me. Like with you, I asked you for the small technical stuff because there's like – the stuff that the macro, micro, whatever, you know, we can get into that later. But, um, and then there's like, I think you talked about blood types or something like that too. I'm not even sure. Right. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> but you know, like it, even me, like I know my body. So like, I know, like it, I'm in my, you know, mid thirties and I, you know, it's, it's, um, at this point, I know how my body works. But even though I know how it works and what, what I do, what what I what it takes to you know for me to get what I want, like I'm still learning because one, we're aging, right? Two, like I have my disability, so like I, I do exercises that I did in my twenties that I'm like holy shit, like I'm really am injured. So um, you know, so like you kind of like it's a learning process, you know, um, at but yeah, you, you you start learning what's good for you, like as you as you're doing it. You know, the whole thing is a learning process. Don't don't go in. I think thinking you know everything or thinking that how what works for one person will work for you. Because everybody's everybody like the, your body is different from everybody else's. You know, so <clears throat> just you know don't get don't don't get discouraged. And the point of this podcast too is you know to kind of like give encouragement because there's a lot of people that. You know, once you get in your 30s and your 40s, you know, your, your body starts slowing down and then you start getting weight. And that's when like diabetes is coming in, you know. <clears throat> so within the native community, there's a, there's a high number of diabetes per capita and a high number of um, heart disease and heart attacks. So I think, you know, like in my family, diabetes is, is rampant, I guess, you know. So like I, my thing is, 
even just doing cardio, going for a walk, going for a run, hiking, hiking is my thing, you know, especially when I was in Washington, but um, hiking, you know, something that will keep me healthy and I don't have to go down that path, path of like, you know, living with diabetes. You know what I'm saying? Do you have any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, the uh, the diabetes is a big thing. Um, and I can tell you, you know, one thing that I've learned just for myself is um, I'm, a, I'm a skinny guy. I've One thing I've been fortunate on is is I, I can lose weight real quick. I have to continue to eat to gain size or to keep my size. So I've just eaten, you know, I can get away with eating some crap food. I can I can eat popsicles and skittles and everything like that well i've noticed over the years and and sometimes i have to eat that to kind of keep weight on because i'm a i'm an ectomorph so you have ectomorphs endomorphs and mesomorphs and an ectomorph is the skinny person uh longer limbs um you know the bone structure is a little bit different and they're the ones that can run track they can run long distance so I have to eat more. Well, I've noticed that I have become uh, pre-diabetic because I get some of the symptoms. Um, and that's because I eat constantly, which is stimulating uh, my pancreas to, to produce insulin, which is how people become diabetics. Um, so just because you're a skinny person doesn't mean that you can't become diabetic. Yes, if you drink exactly. soda all day long, you will become a diabetic. You don't have to be a fat person to have diabetes. Um, so... You know, but that's the thing, man. That's that's the stuff that they did not teach us in school. They didn't teach us food portions, portion control. They didn't no. teach us what did what. They just said this is a pyramid, and you should eat this much on this side of the pyramid and this much on that. But they didn't explain why, and they didn't explain how. So it's almost like they almost like also like blamed everything on weight, right? And oh, not, yeah. not not on nutrition because yeah, you're right. If you drink soda every day, I've seen like. You know, sixteen-year-old kids were really skinny, and they were like diabetic, right? Yeah, yeah. I've and, got, a, I've got you know, a friend. It's, it's really, it's really heartbreaking because you know some of them, some, some, sometimes genetic. Something you can't even, you know. But that's that's not even anybody's fault. But I've seen young people that drink a lot of soda and then picked up, you know, diabetes. And I'm like, man, like, I don't even drink soda. We don't even have soda yeah. in this house. Fuck that. So yeah, yeah. It's, well, and you know, it's. Um, it's like right now I've got a friend, um, and, uh, he, he's, he's, he stays on top of his wife all the time because she just, uh, she's, he wants her to be healthier. He wants her to be around when they get older, you know, um, her dad's a diabetic. And so he sees it in the family, but she's 95 pounds. And so she hates drinking water and she wants to drink sweet tea all day and, and sodas. And, you know, it's just like arguing with a kid. It's like, just drink the damn water. I mean, I know you don't like water, but just drink the water, uh, you know. And uh, and and that that's the argument from her is that, well, I'm not overweight. And, and it's just, you know, it's it's just the misunderstanding of of what it is. Um, but as we do age, you know, going back to what you were saying, I started training people seven years ago, but I, I could have done it 12 years ago. Um, I have OCD, so I, I stay obsessed on things. When I do things, I do them extremely focused. So I have a, I have a lot of knowledge. And the one thing that's funny is I constantly kept saying, my dad say, well, why, why are you getting a trainer? You know, you could train yourself. You could, you can prep yourself for this show. You don't need to spend the money on him. And I say, well, man, but I, I just need guidance. I mean, even a trainer has a trainer. 
Um, it's just easier. It just give me the plan. Let me become a robot, kind of like in the military. Tell me what to do, and I do it. And that's just that's the end of it. Um, but a lot of people weren't in the military, so they don't have that mindset. But going back to it is, um, you know, you have to have – I just didn't – everything that I knew then, once I learned a couple of years more, I'd say, man, I'm so glad I didn't train people. I know so much more now than I did then. I was not ready to train people then. And then you fast forward a couple of years later and I think, man, I was an idiot. I thought, I mean, what I buy for my supplements now versus what I bought when I got into training is completely different. I bought everything that I saw in the magazines. I bought all the fat burners. I was I there with all, you. Remember the, that? Like that with HGH yeah, you know, became illegal I, later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bought, you know, you, you'd find the most legal thing that you could get to give you the most anabolic results. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was what I took. Now I take everything for my insides. I take everything for digestibility, um, for you know just my my micro gut biome. It's just it's all about that. And that's really what's more important. You will get more results focusing on taking supplements to help your food digest and to get where it needs to go. To to signal. Uh, things in the body to break down the food and to assimilate the food and send it where it needs to go. You know who talks Those about that all important. the time? Joe Rogan, gut biome, eating kimchi. You know. Yeah, it's it's so important, man. I mean, uh, you know, I can tell later on we get into some stuff I can tell you about the fire shot. Some, you know, just some stuff to take in the morning. Uh, you know, quick one, cinnamon. You know, going back to diabetes, cinnamon is a great thing to uh, for insulin sensitivity. If you... The problem with diabetes, the way it works is, is when you eat carbs, your pancreas gets a signal to release insulin. So let's take somebody, let's take somebody who doesn't really focus on their health. A typical morning, they wake up, uh, they get some coffee in them with some sugar. That's going to tell the pancreas to use some insulin. And that's at 7 a.m. At 8.30, they stop and they get a donut from Dunkin' Donuts and uh, or maybe a little bagel and they go to work they eat that sends a signal to the insulin again now it's 10 o'clock and they're eating a bag of chips um that's again they're sending a signal to the pancreas now it's lunchtime and they're eating again now it's two o'clock and they're eating a bag of skittles and now it's um four o'clock and they're drinking an energy drink and now it's six o'clock and they're eating dinner They've done told their pancreas to work seven or eight times throughout the day. The pancreas needs time to rest. It needs time to 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 relax. You know, you can't send these things all the time. Tough question. Okay. So you know how like there's this like thing on the internet or I don't know where I heard it, but I keep hearing it that we need to eat instead of eating three times a day, we need to eat a bunch of small meals. So do you think maybe people are thinking that and like maybe I should eat little things here and there, even though they shouldn't be eating Skittles. Right. But mm -hmm. should we eat small meals here and there like vegetables or should we just keep it at in your point of view at three meals a day? Well, see, that's that's one of those where um, you will find conflicting answers yeah. because it really depends on the person. And that's where, you know, speaking to a nutritionist would be really uh, beneficial mm -hmm. um, because it, it all goes to a personal level. Fasting is another great thing to do, but fasting has been so publicized now that people do it every single day 
And me personally, I don't think it's important. I don't think it's good to do it every single day. Everything in life has to have balance. So you, you have to balance it. Ketogenic diet is not a bad thing, but you cannot do it forever. Fuck it's you just up. not yeah. good for you. Yeah. You know, being a vegan is not a bad thing. Uh, but also eating meat is not a bad thing. Uh, you can be on a carnivore. You can look up carnivore diet where that's all they eat is meat. And they actually have really good test results uh, looking at blood, uh, the blood levels and everything like that. So it just depends on the person uh, telling a person from Alaska whose whole lineage is from Alaska to be vegan is not really going to work too well for that Alaskan person because no, that's know, not what they do. I know people that like native people that, They are like like vegan, and they eat like meat, but it's all just traditional meats. You know what I'm saying? Like buffalo, elk, salmon, mm -hmm. right? So like they don't want processed stuff, which is rightfully so. Because the, we had the episode about this like a while back about processed meat, you know. And but yeah, I agree with you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's 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 important. And then you know, eating small meals is not bad, um, but. It all depends on what you eat. Everything should be eating. We, we should be eating food for function. So when we eat food, we've went to this place where we just want the best tasting food we can find. And, you know, taste buds are okay. But when you look at the food that we enjoy, it doesn't align with the, the body that type or the, you know, the health that we want. There's nothing wrong with going out to a restaurant and getting a good a good thing, a pasta with some good oils in it and some good seasonings. Um, but if you're doing that every single day, you're going to look like an Italian mob boss and that's not usually what you want. So, you know, you, you just have to kind of, you have to have balance. Um, eating smaller meals is important, but yeah, if you're thinking a small meal is a bag of chips, that's not going to be good. You know, you need to make sure that you look on the back of the bag of chips and see what the nutrition facts are on it. You know, that's, that's the key is what you're eating and what you're putting on. And then that goes into the macros and micros. I don't know if you want to get into that, um, but we can kind of touch base on that. Yeah, that, that is, that's pretty important. Yeah. Uh, basically you just have your macronutrients and your micronutrients and your micronutrients are all your vitamins and minerals. Those are the vegetables and the fruits. That's what you want. Um, and those are important. Those are very important things. Um, they help move metals out of the body They help with digestion. Digestion. Uh, they they help uh, give you an appetite or like satiate you. They and fiber as well. Um, they just they they play a big portion. They don't. They're not the uh, you know the meat and potatoes of the diet. Where when I got into it, what's up with you and Cole, man? Always saying meat and potatoes. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, that's you know that's that's the whole. That's the bulk of the bodybuilding world. That's yeah. what everybody thinks, you know, chicken and sweet potatoes, um, and that's all you eat. But, you know, God didn't put uh, all the all the macros, all the protein, carbs, and fats in uh, chicken and sweet potatoes. You've got them in other things. That's why we have a, a range of colors in the vegetable yeah. and fruit meal. You know, there's mm -hmm. vitamin C in certain things. There's vitamin D, vitamin E in certain things, and all these things – You need that. Man, we you need know, fiber. Um, I noticed how some people, and not to talk about people's bowel movements too much, but some people tell me like, oh, like, you know, like I, I poop like once a week. I'm like, dude, eat some fucking fiber. Like, like we need fiber in our bodies, you know, to, yes. to like yeah. digest, yeah. You, you know. A healthy, a healthy stomach. I can tell you right now for a fact um, that a healthy, a healthy stomach is a bowel movement per meal. 
So if you're eating three meals a day, you should definitely be going to the bathroom once uh, per minimum. I mean, if you're if you're going every two or three days, your digestion is severely messed up. Um, one thing you can do is look into probiotics. They're a very important tool. So probiotics. Water, too, though. Water helps you digest. A ton of water. A ton of water. Water should be. You shouldn't drink water just when you're thirsty. You should drink it before. If you're, if you're thirsty and your, your body's telling you you're thirsty, then you're dehydrated, actually. Yeah. Um, you should be staying well hydrated. Uh, going back to probiotics, so when we eat bad food, when we eat the processed foods, when we eat the McDonald's and things like that, um, it puts bad bacteria into our stomach. So you can think about, imagine like a war going on, and you've got good guys and bad guys. The burger is the bad bacteria. And that's what's sitting in your stomach. You've got good bacteria that's in your stomach that helps you digest. So when when the bad guys come in, the good guys take them out. Well, if we continue to eat bad food day in and day out, we start overwhelming the good bacteria, the good guys, and the bad guys take over. So now, a week from now, you have nothing but bad guys in your stomach. And every time you eat a burger or pizza or things like that, it's now turned into a party and you've just got all the bad guys inviting the bad guys in and come on in, come on. we got a party going on. That's when you're not take, that's when you're not going to the bathroom. That's when you're having stomach pains. That's when you're increasing your fat. That's when uh, your insulin is, is getting um, resistant. It's just becoming a bad thing. So what we do is you take probiotics. Um, Renew Life is a good brand that I found. I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to push. I don't, I don't make anything on it, but there's tons of brands of probiotics, and it is important that you get ones with healthy live bacteria. And Renew Life has been around for a long time, and they've probably got about 30 different brand um, types for people. Yeah, um, there's some, some yogurts with like probiotics too. It's oh yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of natural ones, but but for people. Just getting into it, the best way to do it is to go with a probiotic. You can get one that's anywhere from 20 billion to uh, 100 billion. And the reason you want to start with something on a high amount of that is because you need to you need to take over the bad guys. You've got to take enough probiotics with enough cultures in it to overwhelm the, the bad bacteria and get rid of it. Once that's done and you've got them out, you'll notice that you start going to the bathroom more frequently. Uh, the bowel movements are healthy. You don't have any, you know, constipation or diarrhea. It's very normal. Um, and it's uncomfortable for people to talk about, but this is reality. I mean, but you that, know, that's we, what, we, like, you know, there was a lot of commercials for like a couple of years. I don't know if it happened over there where you're from, but there was a lot of commercials, you know, when I was driving, it was like, look at your poop. And, you know, if you see anything suspicious, you know, report mm-hmm. your doctor. Because people don't talk about, you know, going to the restroom or even looking oh, yeah. at, you know, going to the I talk about stool. it with every person I train. Yeah. You know, like every, you every to, person like, I train, I have to I have to know that because, um, you know, I can get with the I've got with a girl and, and you know, we, we put a plan in action. And then um, it's a couple, you know, we went about four or five days into it. And um, that's when I found out that's when she finally told me that she wasn't going to the bathroom. And it was for a whole week. And I mean, that's. That's bad. And it was, a, I think it was about six months that she was doing that. We, I had to change her diet. You know, I had to put some different foods in and, and get everything working. Um, and then she started making the bowel movements normal. And then, you know, you fast forward a year and she lost like 40 pounds. And that's not 40 pounds on, uh, on like a fake diet, you know, um, 
some of the trainers you'll see online, they've really screwed up the reality of the progress that people have. Mm -hmm. What they do is they put these people on these extreme diets and they'll have them lose 40 or 50 pounds in two or three months, which then makes a normal person say, well, hell, I want to do that. Well, we could do that, but your entire digestion is going to be screwed up. Your calories are going to be so low. You're going to be borderline insane because you're not sleeping much. You're yeah. starving all the time. And then as soon as you get to your goal of 110 pounds or for a male, 180 pounds, you go back to living a normal life. It comes back so quick because you put in, you know, an extra 500 or 1,000 calories, which would be a normal person eating 2,500 a day. That person is going to gain all the weight back and they're going to think that they did something wrong. And in reality, the trainer just sold you a, you know, a quick fix kind of band-aid scheme so that he has good pictures of a result so that he can sell more and make more money off of clients. The reality is a person should be losing anywhere from one to four pounds a month. That's a healthy, that's a healthy weight loss. And that's, you know, you didn't gain a hundred pounds in two months. So why would you expect to lose it in two months? It's going to take some time. Um, but the results would be real. You will feel happy and healthy. You would understand what foods did what, and you would have control of your life. And that, that's, that's a real uh, weight loss program that somebody should be trying to follow. Yeah, that's the thing is like there's, there's a lot of, you know, you know, oh, I'm trying to like not eat. There's a lot of garbage online about how to lose weight. Even, even me, like I have friends that was like, oh, I cut, I cut carbs completely out for like six months or whatever. I don't know how long it was. And like, I'm skinny and this person was skinny, right? And I was like, and I told my brother, I don't know if he's, I don't know why he studies, but he started some kind of like sports health. I was like, hey, how do you feel about cutting carbs completely? He was like, fuck that. We need carbs, right? He was like, you don't fucking cut carbs out of your fucking life, you know? But like, like, like to that extreme. But um, yeah, man, you know, like it's, you know, we got to know what's, what's a quick, quick fix and what's a, um, what's, what's good for your body. Like I said, everybody's different and, you know, everybody works differently and you should really <clears throat> talk about the stuff with your friend, you know, with your friend, with people that know about, you know, cause if you are having troubles with something like, especially like pooping, you know, see a doctor or talk to somebody that maybe knows about the issues. So what, okay. So next subject, um, <clears throat> Um, vitamins, how, how important are vitamins, especially as you're aging? Yeah, vitamins are really, vitamins are really important. Um, and honestly, vitamins are important just for anybody. Um, so one of the things that I learned, you know, over the last five years, um, cause I got really focused into the nutrition and, uh, the food that we're eating. So one thing is, uh, as soon as a, as soon as an apple is picked from a tree, uh, let's say that it has 35 grams of carbs, sugars. It actually, and it, and it has so much of uh, vitamin A, right? When when you pick it, after a week, it's going to lose some of those nutrients. The nutrients aren't in it as long from, from the freshness, the day of picking, to a week old. That's the same way when you pick a banana, you have more fiber in it when it's green versus when it's yellow and it starts getting brown spots. It has more sugar in it by then because it's sweetening up. So 
that's one thing to know. So just, just keep that in your mind. Okay. So now when we have a, when we have a, a farm, a field of corn and they, they plant that corn, they don't compost like they did back in the day. Right. And they re and they're, they're re resoiling that every single year. They're using the same soil. They're not putting fresh minerals and soil in the ground. So as, as it ages, the soil loses minerals. So the 32 minerals that we actually have in the, in the soil is now down to like three main ones. So we don't even have all the minerals in the soil that's supposed to be getting into the plants. So we actually don't have full minerals in the vegetables and the fruit that we eat. Right. So now you think about a piece of cheese and you think about a Swiss cheese and how it's got holes in it. That's the food that we're eating nowadays. We don't have all the minerals and stuff that we had. That's the importance of having vitamins in our body. That's the importance of taking, you know, a daily vitamin um, to get the stuff that we need in our body. Because we're not getting the amount of vitamin. We're not going outside. We're not getting as much sunlight as we should. Um, we're living a more fast-paced life, which requires us to really focus more on our health. Even, even so much as just taking five minutes out of your day with no TV, no cell phone, no scrolling through social media, and just sitting down with silence and just with yourself and just breathing. I mean, it, that alone can do tremendous things for your health. Um, because we, we have all these things. So vitamins are very important. Um, yeah, you want to talk yeah, about breathing? Because breathing is amazing. My brother showed me a video of some Duke that climbed Everest. Like, I don't know if he was shoeless or like shirtless or some shit, but he kept himself warm by his breathing technique. And I was like, what the fuck? Right? So this dude like had like some special breathing and the way he was healing I don't know, some Wolverine shit by, by his breathing. Can you talk about how important breathing is? Yeah, breathing uh, breathing is important. So, you know, looking at food, like I said, when I started my whole, my whole fitness journey, food, eat and train, eat and train, eat and train. You got to eat food. But then when you start really, well, how long can I go without food? I could go a week or two without food before I die. Well, how long can I go without water? Well, hell, I guess I need water more than I need food because you'd, you'd die of dehydration before you die of starvation. So water's really important. So, man, I need to drink a lot of water. So then you, you start noticing water is important. Well, then you think about it and you think, well, how long can I go without breathing? <laughs> well, shit, I'd die a hell of a lot quicker without breathing versus drinking water or, or eating. So breathing is actually very important. And me being somebody who deals with anxiety and uh, OCD, I understand uh, fight or flight and rest and digest very well. Um, it is very important to make sure that your breathing is normal and, and it's in a slow rate. I got into my spiritual side of life about three years ago. And uh, from that, it led me to meditating. Um, and I also have ADHD. So I'm just a high-strung person. Um, and meditating helps me with that. It helps me focus on my breathing. It helps me slow my breath, my breath rate down. Um, and when I'm not breathing in such a ha ha, gotta go, gotta go state, I'm able to be more aware of what's going on. I'm, I'm able to be conscious of this conversation we're having right now. I'm able to control 
external factors a lot better. I'm able to not get involved in things. I'm able to not get caught up in road rage. I mean, how many times has, you know, it's just the body. I mean, it's the fight or flight system. Um, and I think what your brother was probably touching on was Wim Hof. Uh, so Wim Hof was a guy, he's got a breathing technique called the Wim Hof method. Um, and it actually has went into like scholarship letter literature. Uh, it's been proven by doctors and his is you sit in an ice bath. We have like a reptilian, uh, side of us that's deep down. Oh no. That I didn't even know about conspiracy. Go ahead. <laughs> and so w- w- what that is, is, uh, <clears throat> you get into an ice bath and it sends, all your blood to your heart to try to keep you alive and you're breathing. And he teaches you this breathing method. Um, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's something like, you know, 30 seconds of, of just really intense, shallow breathing in and out. And then you take a deep breath and you hold, and then you do it again. And you do this two or three times. And what it does is it basically sends you to like a hyperventilating state and it brings out this survival method. Uh, it, it, it sends a signal to your body that's just, um, what word am I looking for? It's just animalistic. It's, it's yeah, just it like in, in us. And what it does is it's it's kind of, it, it prevents us from getting sick. So if you do this every day, you'll never get a cold. You'll never get, I guess, the virus. It prevents your body from getting sick. It makes because, you like hot inside or some shit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, it hardens you. It's just yeah. like training. You know, you don't go to the gym. If you're going to the gym and you're working out, if you're, if you're walking down the road and that's your form of getting in shape and you're not sweating your ass off the time you're done walking, you're not walking hard enough. You have got to strain the body. You know, the reason I, I worked with a, a quick one, I worked with a girl, she was in the army and she needed to lose weight to make rank. Well, I have to do more with this girl because she's the head of their PT. So you know, a person, a soldier in the army, they put on a 50 pound rucksack and they hike for two miles every day. They're conditioning their body to accept that, oh, yeah. you know, a couple, a couple of months later, they could walk four miles with a rucksack. Well, that person has to do so much more now just to lose weight because their body is conditioned to take more strain than a normal person. That's exactly why I said, I know my body, we have to know our own bodies because I went through that training and I have to go, I have to do a lot to sweat. So it's just like, I know what I have to do, even in the gym. Should I run first? Should I lift first? Like I know my own routine, you know, like how much on the treadmill or how much on the, you know, on the track, it's Mm -hmm. how much walking, you know, but yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah. And you, you, and you got to. You've got to have those things. So, so with the breathing, it's the same way, you know, um, you can lose, you'll lose more, uh, weight, uh, sitting in a bath, hyperventilating, being cold than you will because your body's shivering. It's, it's breathing in a shortened pattern. It's your, your, it's more energy required. Um, one thing, a little side note on that. So a person will lose, you actually your metabolism is is running at a higher rate digesting food than it is working out. A lot of people don't know that or realize that, but every time you eat, you're putting coals on the fire. You're, you're causing your body to require energy to break down that food. So it's just like if you, you know, I saw a thing today that said Googling something requires the same amount of energy as an LED light bulb being on for three days. 
Like it doesn't just, it's just not free energy to search the internet. It, it requires some sort of energy. Yeah. It requires some sort of energy to break down the turkey on Thanksgiving. That's why people sweat and they take a nap after they have a big meal. You're sweating because your body is going into overdrive trying to break down all that food that you ate at a buffet. That doesn't mean, just side note too, that doesn't mean for somebody who's overweight to just start going and eating a whole bunch of food and sweating. That's not going to work. But that's that's why. But that's why you need. To, you know what I mean. But that. But that's why you need to. That's why you need to uh, do. Uh, that's one reason that they do smaller meals. Is that's that's well, that's the idea. Is that you're sending a, a signal too. to the body. The body's metabolizing, and it's it's requiring energy. I have a comment. Okay. So when I was in the army, like I was trying to get out of work, right? As usual. But um, they were like, oh, you know, the only way you can get out of work is if you go to like anger management. And so I was like, I don't have anger management. So I went and a lot of anger management from what I saw was that um, breathing, right? And it was like this like breathing techniques to not make you angry. And man, that should put me to sleep. Right. I was like, if anybody's angry, just do this shit. And then, you know, it was like, um, breathe in, hold it in for five seconds, breathe out, hold it in for five seconds or 10, however long, you know, it's good for you. Um, and then I do that for a while and then you, you, you know, you'll be relaxed and other techniques too. But breathing is also good for your, like your mental health. Cause sometimes you can be fucking pissed. Right. And you can, you can use, you can use uh, breathing to, to calm the fuck down. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, man. Well, and you know, that's like if you if you've ever been in an anger management class, it's one of the first things they tell you is, you know, breathe to ten, count to ten. Um, you know, embracing the pause. Uh whenever whenever you're in a heated argument, let's say you're into it with somebody on the internet, pausing before you reply is always a really good thing and can prevent a lot of a lot of un unwanted things down the road or, or un things you didn't mean to say it's the same thing um the breathing the best way to remember the breathing is you want one you want a one count to a two count so if you breathe in for one second you want to breathe out for two if you breathe in for four seconds you want to breathe out for eight that's the best way to slow your breathing down is one going in two going out um and this is a really good thing to do this is actually a good thing to do um, before you get into working out, one thing I like to do when I go to the gym is I like to get on the treadmill for about five minutes. I'm not doing it for cardio. I'm only doing it for vis- visualization. I do the cardio and I look at the gym. I, I, I oversee the gym, all the equipment, and I run through my head what it's going to be like. I, I, I just get fully focused on what I'm doing. I focus on my breathing and I just think, okay, today... Today it's Monday, so it's the International Chess Day. So I'm going to go do bench, and then I'm going to go work on some flies. And and I, I I mean I I literally imagine this and envision this in my head. I see myself working out. I see the workout. I see the amount of weight that I'm trying to do this time. And I just I mean I just put, I manifest it. I put it into reality. I'm going to kick the shit out of the gym for the next two hours, and that's what I do. You know, um, but that comes from breathing. I get in there and I get into my workout and it, I get really intense. But every time I keep my timer on my watch, I have my stopwatch on my phone and I stay focused into that. I don't look around at the girls in their leggings and all their little clothes. I don't look at all the dudes and, you know, I, it's not about that. It's it's just what I'm doing and I'm trying to beat what I did last week. And I look at my clock. 
I make sure that, you know, I, I give myself the right amount of rest time. And then right before I go to lift, I slow my breathing down. I don't get mad and heated up and, oh, let's get pumped up. Sometimes that's good, but for what I'm trying to do, I want more, I'm more meditative in it. I mean, this is, this is my time to disconnect from the world and just give myself what I want. This is for me and it's for my benefit. So I slow my breathing down and I mean, I just, I do exactly what I saw on the treadmill. You know, I lift the weight, I do what I need to, I squeeze, I'm fully intentional on everything. And then I clock out and I go home. I don't post about it on Facebook to, to get everybody to give me a pat on the back. I mean, I just, I do what I need to do. Yeah, I have a, I have a question about technique. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a story before I, you know, I'll ask a question or ask your opinion. So, can you hear that thunder? It's fucking loud. No. But, um, so when I went to physical therapy, <clears throat> you know, first off, when I left the Army, I was fucking injured. Like, the moment I left, I was still fucking injured from my injuries, my legs. And um, I, I got out. And I, I was babying my injuries. I was like, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to walk that far. Like, <clears throat> you know, the distance kind of fucked me up. I couldn't run as far as I used to, you know. So I went to physical therapy. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they, they made me do exercises with like five pounds. You know, and I was like, this is stupid. Why am I doing exercises with five pounds? But they progressively go up to see your strengths, you know. But the whole time they're they're making sure you're doing it right, right? Because um they want to see what's injured, blah blah blah. <clears throat> but what I learned about physical therapy is that technique's important because if you do exercises and you're doing them wrong, you can hurt yourself, man. Right? And oh, yeah. there, there are there are you can learn techniques or the proper way of doing stuff like online youtube but there's websites just for that i think there's like bodybuilding.com but they can teach you the, the techniques there's videos there's even on instagram there was like don't do this and don't do that and there could be mis- <clears throat> misleading stuff you know <clears throat> but you know i i do emphasize on because i've seen people i go to gym with and they do it like stuff they do stuff they're gonna they're, i think they're gonna hurt themselves you know but i might tell i tell them like hey you know like i think you might hurt yourself this way blah 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 you know, but I think we need to know, and sometimes, you know, we don't have money for personal training. That's fine. You know, like, like it's, it's, that's part of life. You know, this whole, just just like you said, like, you know, our, our lives are like going to work, go to sleep, you know, kids and making sure, you know, everything's fast, fast, fast. And that's the way, you know, this, not to get too political, but, you know, capitalism is you to work, you to live to work, work to live, Right. And mm-hmm. what about time for ourselves? Even it's, it's, even some people, there's a lot of studies that we're sleeping less because of like the way we're living, you know, and all this fast-paced shit. And we can get into sleep too because fucking sleep is fucking important. And, I, and I, I don't give a shit what the fuck you're hanging out with friends. They know if I'm going to hang out with you, I need my sleep first, right? So that's the thing. And I actually think we might get cut off because the lights, the light is uh, flickering in and out. We have a thunderstorm here, so let's get to it. Um, so if I if I cut off, you know, we we might have to record, you know, some, some other day. But okay. but yeah, it's, it's coming in and out the lights. But you know, um, how important is technique, especially for physical therapy? Because I feel like, like you know, we need like 
even me now, I, I'm disabled and I, you know, I work, I really felt like working out my, like doing physical therapy has made my leg, legs better, right? But the injury is still there and I, like, it's getting better, but it's, it's still there, right? So, and I know it's technique, like I don't, I don't try to, and this is something I told you, like I will say a week ago, like I went to, to, to the gym with a friend and I have a baseball injury, you know, in, in my shoulder and he was doing like, what's those, those exercises for like um, flies, you know, but, um, and I, for shoulders and I was like trying to mimic him and he was a smaller dude, he was lifting a whole bunch and I was like, oh, I don't want to look like a sissy, so I'm going to lift as much as him and I did it and then, but I noticed after the workout, I was out of commission for like six months, right? Because I was trying to like be macho or whatever and not look weak, but I, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just made, lifted at my own pace, you know? And yeah. now I'm not, I don't I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll lift small. I see people looking at me like, oh, that's like nothing, you know? And I'm like, I don't give a shit because this is what I can do, right? And this right. is what I can do without hurting myself. Like, and... And there's not, there's another thing too. Like there's a difference between because some people lift and they lift to the point of like total exhaustion to the point where they can't lift no more. When I lift, I try to lift to feel the burn, right? So I don't know if you can you can you know kind of like I know I'm asking a lot, a lot of questions, but I lift and I want to feel the burn, but not really go to full exhaustion. You know what I'm saying? So it's a technique exhaustion. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah. So the. Um the technique is really important as well. Uh, I mean, honestly, man, it, it's all important. You know, it, like I was saying in the beginning, you know, it's starting out, you look at it and you think, oh, it's just about lifting weight and then lifting a lot of weight, you know, and, and it's not about that. Um, that's why I say, looking back on it, you know, I, I can't be upset with the way I did it because I learned a lot from it. But when I got with a trainer 10 years after being work, after working out, um, it was completely different training. You know, he, he said, well, here, you need to do this. And I said, well, shit, man, I can do, I don't think you know who I am. Like I can do way more than that. And he just laughed at me and like, no, you just do this. And uh, then I got down to, I remember we got to the leg extension machine and he wanted me to do like 90 pounds and I can do 200, you know? And I'm thinking, what the hell? And he said, okay, do that. So I did the 200, I racked it and I did it. You know, I didn't, it's not that I didn't do the weight. I did it. And he said, okay, now what are you going to do? And I said, well, he said, well, now what are you going to do, badass? And he said, you done done all the weight on the machine. Now what are you going to do? And you got to remember at the time I was like 170 pounds. And, I, you know, I just looked at him and that's when he shook his head and he said, I'm going to show you how to lift weights. And took me back to 90 pounds. And he said, now slow that down and now lift that weight. Yeah, slow. And I did it. I did it. And I got the same amount of reps that I did with 200 pounds with 90 pounds. But the difference was, was I slowed down and I actually did time under tension, which is called TUT, T-U-T. You can look that up. That's a really good thing to, to get some research on. Um, time under tension is more important than the amount of weight. So a power lifter can lift 500 pounds on the bench. But how long does it take that power lifter to lift two or three reps? Probably takes him 15 seconds at the most to do two or three reps. And how long does he sit there in between, in between sets? He'll sit there for five minutes. So out of a five and a half minute block, he only lifted for 15 to 30 seconds. I lift 10 to 12 reps, but I only take about a minute rest, but I go three second reps, three to six second reps each set. Yeah. So 
So I'm doing, you know, in 12, 10 reps at three seconds, that's, you know, that's 30 seconds right there and it's full tension. And then I'm only resting. So in a minute and a half, I'm doing 10 reps in five and a half minutes. He did three reps. Now his output, his weight that he exerted was way more than mine. But the amount of time that my muscle was actually under tension, actually working, is is a lot different. That's why somebody who's a roofer and throws bricks up and down a roof or uh, shingles up and down a roof all day is going to be a lot skinnier typically than a person who sits at a desk for 10 hours because they're not exerting as much energy. Their body's not under as much stress throughout the day that, that an office worker is. So, so that goes into resistance. But technique going back to technique it's really important so if you talk to a physical therapist that has somebody that comes in let's say they they deadlifted 600 pounds you know fairly big guy fairly stocky he's been lifting for 10 years and he's lifting and he comes in and the doctor says well what happened to you oh man you know i was lifting and it was just that one lift i was doing it everything was fine and i lifted that one rep and it and it got me and any experienced physical therapist will tell you, no, that wasn't it. You think that it was that one rep that broke your back, but really it was years of lifting the wrong way that broke your back. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not the one time that does it. It's the doing it numerous times. Or it's doing like you did and picking up way too damn much weight for somebody and trying to ego lift, you know. Yeah. And that's why when I, when I said before, when, I st- when I'm working out, I stay in my phone. And in the, the not my phone, but into the time, watching my timer, because I'm not looking at the big guys in the gym. I'm not trying to be them. That's not what I'm there for. I'm not looking at the girls with the booties. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there to lift weights and get better at me. And that's why what you're doing now is the right way. You're you're focusing on you. You don't give a damn what the guy next to you thinks. The girl next to you. You're focused on you, and you're you're getting the result that you want. And that's what everybody needs to do. You don't need to worry. One thing I will tell everybody, if you have been somebody who's went into the gym and been intimidated because you don't know what the machines are like or you've never been in a gym before, you don't know how to work out or they're wearing all the gym shark and all the cool clothes and you don't, you know, you're wearing just some damn gym shorts from Walmart and a t and a white t-shirt. Fuck them. No, you know, not not to cuss too much, but I mean, fuck them. They're not. They're not your, that's not why you're there. And, and trust me when I tell you that people's egos plays a way bigger role than most people look into or take them time to focus on. But it's like this. Everybody thinks that they're the star of their own movie and they think that they're in a movie and that, that everybody's paying attention to them. Don't nobody give a damn about you. If you don't know what you're doing, ain't nobody watching you. Ain't nobody. And they're not sitting around laughing at you and saying, Oh, look at that girl trying to do pull downs. She don't know what she's doing. If anything, they're going to want to help you. Like people in the gym are actually very supportive. It is a it is a beautiful community. Yeah. Um, you you know you only see the shallow people on Instagram. When they're in real life, they're really not that shallow. They actually they're actually not about them. They're actually about they're actually about other people because focusing on other people make their ego feel better because it makes them feel like they're not a shallow person. But so I, know, I have a, a comment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, when you see like old people in like when they get old and they're doing like, like exercises in the pool, that's what it is. It's got constant movement, you know, it's like, it's like keeping your muscles like always on the move. It's not about lifting heavy. So don't, yeah, I would advise don't 
don't be all ego about it. Because I see some people like their techniques really fucked up, but they're trying to lift like all heavy and shit. I'm like, what are you really oh, yeah. doing? You know? And man, I, listen, I, I've I've been I've done six bodybuilding shows. Uh, I've been as heavy as 230 pounds. I walk around at 200 pounds right now. I'm probably about six to seven percent body fat, uh, and I stay roughly about that year round. I'm extremely strong. I've been doing this for a long time and I lift less weight now than I did when I was lifted heavy. And the reason is because, and don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time when you need to lift really heavy. Um, but what I found is, is as I progressed, let's say, okay, I used to do hundred pound dumbbells for bench press and now I do 80 pound dumbbells, but I slow the weight down. I'm, I'm, I mean, I am fully activating my chest. I'm not using my shoulders. I'm not using my back. I'm not using my triceps. I'm 100% putting the focus into my chest. So the workout that I'm getting with 80 pound dumbbells versus the, um, skinnier guy who's trying to get big, I'm getting more out of it than he is because I'm using the weight more effectively. Yeah. That's something that you're only going to get with time and experience. It's like, getting into baseball, you said you played baseball, you know, you know, you know, if you, I coach little league baseball. So a kid throwing a baseball, dude, you just got to throw the ball a hundred times. I mean, I can tell you the form and you can understand the form, but little man, if you ain't throwing the ball at home in between practices, you're not going to get better at throwing. It's just repetition. You just got to keep doing it and fill it out. I can tell you the technique, but unless you are, are actively focused on it and really trying to get better, you're not going to. It's like your daughter, you know, she plays the guitar. She's not getting better because she's learning She's learning the technique better. She's getting better at, at hand placement, finger placement. She's memorizing it better. It's becoming automatic to her, you know, and that's yeah. that's like the gym. It's, it's just like eating, man. Going back to because we keep talking about working out, but the food's just as important. You know, when you start meal prepping, the first time you prep meals, it's going to be confusing, you know, weighing the food out. Do you weigh it out, cook, dry? Um, how do you prep it? How long did it take? You know, it might take you three hours to prep meals, but by the third week, you've got it down to an hour because, you know, okay, well, I need to have all my Tupperware ready. I need to cut all this. If I cut these chickens up, it'll cook a quicker. I can get more done. I can cook two things at once on the stove versus one thing at a time. Yeah. You know, you just get better at things. Um one thing people need to do is just not give up when you stick to it. Just, just keep doing it. You're going to make mistakes. You know, you're going to, you're going to learn, okay, maybe I should, maybe I should take this to work and have this in my drawer just in case I, I forget to bring a meal. And now I have a protein bar versus going to the vending machine and getting a bag of chips, yeah. you know, and, and those are just things you're going to learn, but getting defeated and saying, Oh, I can't do this. This is too much. Well, that's never going to win with that attitude, you know? Yeah, it, to me, to me, you know, there's so many things I want to say because people are listening. To, they're probably thinking like, "Oh, he's like body shaming." And I'm gonna tell you right now, I've seen, I've seen dudes like come in and they have guts, you know, and they smoke, and you know, and they're dipping, and then you know, when they come in the army, they're running like fucking crazy speed. And I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that? Like, I'm here trying to, you know, like in a lean in shape, and you're over here like you know, running like, you know, five minute miles at fucking 12 miles. You know, I've seen a little dude do 12 miles with a rucksack in 48 minutes. Right. Like no joke. Like that was fucking, that's a monster shit. And they were like, yeah. Oh, they were like, go get his rucksack from him. I was like, sir, can I, 
can I get your rucksack? He was like, fuck you. I was like, damn, right? <laughs> so like this dude beasted 12 miles, like, and he looks scrawny as hell. Like you, you, you don't know what kind of shape people are in. Like I'm not body shaming nobody in this episode. Oh, Except, no, no, you don't. No, no way. Oh, dude, because, and yeah. Well, and that's like, that's like these days, man, you know, I mean, I look great and I look like a badass and I can handle my own weight, but you know, I go up and start getting into it with some little, no matter who it is, I, mean, I could be a little, little Asian or Hispanic or a white guy for that matter. He could round me and put me in an arm bar in three seconds. Just because, just because somebody looks like something, you, you don't need to, you just got to stay in your own lane. Yeah. It really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. And I'm, I, for one, I don't body shame. I actually... I actually prefer women who are healthy, thick wise. I, I, what I want, if, if I was talking about a girl, I don't want somebody that looks like an Instagram model. Most people, they stereotype me and they say, Oh, you'd be good with a fit chick. Well, no, I wouldn't. Cause she'd probably annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> what I want is somebody who, what I want is somebody who is healthy, who's somebody who goes to the, you go to the gym. I don't want you to have a six pack. I, I, I'll take care of the six pack. I just want you to be healthy on the inside. I want you to be able to grow old. I want to be able to go hiking with you and you not lose, be out of breath. I want you to care for yourself. I mean, that's the main thing. I just want people to understand that the potential of your best version of yourself is so much greater than you have ever imagined. I, I, want to I would have never too. thought, yeah. I would have never thought that I could have gotten to where I was. And the only reason I did was because I enjoyed what I did. And that made it a lot easier for me. I, you know, the motivation I have is I just love this. I love being better than I was the week before. I love getting older and being a better version. I mean, I, I'm, I feel like I probably got about, five or 10 more years, which is pretty good because I'm 36. So I, I feel like I can get another, yeah. I can get into my mid forties before I have to start breaking down. You know what's inspiration and, you know, to me is when I see like 60 year old dudes or women, does anybody 60 year old people like, um, and they're on the track and they're like healthy as fuck. I'm like, I want to be healthy as fuck at 60 years old. Right. Yeah, man. Like I'm like that's I mean, what I want to be. This is what actually what I'm striving for right now because like I want to live a long ass time. And I see people that are like they're like oh look at me like I'm like I can outrun my grandkids and I'm like seventy something. I'm like that's what I want. Right. Right. Dude. You're like exactly. I want to live a long ass time. I don't want to get diabetes. I don't and I don't want other people to get it either. Like I always tell people like hey man like you know they'll they'll tell me because you know I have some weight on me too but they'll tell me like hey you like. Oh, I'm like chubby or fat. I'm like, hey man, like, do you want do you want like do you want to go for a walk? We can go for a walk together. Like, let's make it a thing. You know, I'm like, let's make it a tradition. Like, that's the thing, man. Like, like, I, I, but I tell them like, hey, I don't care how you look. Like, you can, you can. I like who you are. You know, like, but you know, don't don't make your 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 body like image like affect your mental health. You know what I'm saying? And because you yeah. you are who you are inside, not what your body is. And, you know, and we do, not to make excuses for people, but we have, um, capitalism fucking sucks, man. Like we have people, you know, we was, oh, like me, I work nights, you know, and like I barely have time for the gym, but I, I make it happen. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get up. I need this time for the gym, right? And I need time for cardio and, and it sucks because sometimes like, like, yeah, you told me something that was very like resonated well with me before I started working nights before COVID. Um, I, I went to the gym all the way until the, the gym closed at COVID with, because of COVID. But you told me that um, the hardest part about going to the gym 
is actually going to the gym, right? right. So there was times where I drove to the gym and I was like, oh, the parking lot's full, fuck it, right? And there was like right. spots open, right? I, I knew there were. I was like, oh, the parking lot's full. And I just came home and I slept instead of going to the gym. Or I was mm-hmm. like, oh, today I feel kind of shitty. Like I don't have to go. And then like I would drive to the parking lot and then I just go home, right? So I would make excuses for myself. And then I noticed that when you told me that, I was like, fuck it. And I was like, not making these excuses. So I went there and I, I did it, I did it. You know, I was like, okay, I feel good that I did it. And it was to a point where, like, I would feel bad if I made an excuse for myself, right? Like, I was like, oh, why did I make that excuse? I, sh- I should have gone, you know, like, like what the fuck? Like, you got to, like, have conversations with yourself, you know, with about, um, you know, like, just being healthy. You know, like I said, we have a high rate in the Native community with diabetes, you know, heart disease, um, and it's also what we eat, you know, like we always eating fry bread, you know, fry bread's not even like that traditional. I know we made it our thing, but that you know, f- 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 dough that's fried is not the healthiest thing, right? And um, this is why I, you know, really liked, I really like Ainan on, you know, on the show. He, you know, when he came over, we, we talked about, he has his plant-based diet and, and Robin to our other co-hosts, like, you know, when they talk about food, I'm just sitting there listening and learning because, you know, same with my wife. She she tells me about, you know, um, like healthier alternatives, and like man, I, I you know I, I implement that stuff. You know, I, like you know like, but and that makes me feel healthier. I, I am I feel healthier, but you know, uh, I I just hope people like they are able to reach out to friends or family and be like, let's do this together because you can like you know, like, um, cook together, right? Be like, I want to eat healthy with you, with your, you know, with your partner, with your friend, you know, have like Mondays and like, or, or Fridays or whatever day. And then be like, let's eat, let's eat healthy this day and watch a movie. Right. Or like, you know, like I, I always say too, like we can watch a movie and do like simple exercises while watching the movie. You don't have to be sitting down on the couch watching the movie. You can be doing squats or you can be doing anything else. Right. Anything else? Like you don't have to be stationary. That's a, that's the thing with American culture is like like it's like you know like you see that a lot on, on like TV shows and the movies back in the day. Like the husband gets home, he sits down, he he drink he gets a beer. The wife's cooking fucking dinner in the goddamn kitchen, and the kids are watching TV, and the husband goes and sits down in front of the TV, and that's, that's what they do. They sit down, right? They're not they're not doing anything. So I think the older generation ha- has has that culture where they just sat down in front of the TV and like as time is going by the, our generation is more active right but we still have that culture of like you know it's okay to relax too like you know you need days to days off like you need days off to you know rest. like today's my day off right one, one day a week and um, you know you can rest but like to make that an everyday thing where you're just sitting and you know like you're not working out, you're going to become unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I recommend that people, um, there's something else you told me was like, you got to burn more than you consume, right? Or burn as much as you consume, something like that. And that's why I feel like I, you know, yeah, you just got to stay healthy, stay active. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, um, you know, I try to have, I try to teach the, the clients that I have to um, to basically give themselves 
every single day of the week time to themselves. When I talk to people, it's it's crazy to me that people want to argue with me about taking time for themselves. It's like, man, I'm just telling you to, to love yourself for an hour a day. You know, um, it should not be crazy that you have 24 hours in a day and you you sleep for eight, you work for eight to 12. Um, and then, you you know, you only have six, six hours maybe at home. And that's for your kids and, and to watch TV and things like that. And a lot of a lot of the times people look at watching TV as time for self-love, but that's actually just time to just you're just unplugging. But yeah. you're not. I want to make something. I want to say something. But you're not quick. unplugging from your mind. You before, know? Yeah, before, well, before we lose track, you said something about like, you know, with your kids. There's something that I want to share a story because you, you brought up a point. That I, don't, I don't want to lose it right now. There's stuff you can do with your kids, right? Like, oh. like, like right now, like everything is like online school for the kids, you know. Like I noticed that teachers are like making the kids do like squats or running in place for like 30 seconds, whatever. Like you can do that with your kids. Right, yeah, we do it with ours. Totally. Yeah, and like here's here's another thing. Like when I was growing up, like my mom ran like the LA mar marathon. Right, she was like a, that's her thing. Right, I never did it with my mom, but she was she used to run marathons. So what she used to do is take me and my brothers for walk walks every day. We had to walk for an hour, two hours, and I remember like. Um, I remember when I was in school and somebody was like, oh, you have family walks? You're a fucking nerd, blah, blah, blah. And that made me feel kind of bad when I was growing up, you know? But then, like, looking back now, like, there's a lot of things that my mom did that was, like, kept us healthy. Going for walks. Don't drink sodas. Right? That was her thing. Don't drink fucking sodas. Right? Like, mm -hmm. like when we make Kool-Aid barely any fucking sugar barely right and I, and I hated that it was like what the fuck Kool-Aid without sugar is fucking weird but you know all these things like eat vegetables like not that much meat my mom was like like I way ahead of her time back in the day growing up you know and I was like looking back now I was I told my wife like I think I'm in the shape even the way I am now like physically because the way my mom brought us up right like exercise not that much sugar not that much sodas not that much candy right and very limited the candies and like the cereal the cereals had to be like it was just cornflakes no sugar right and it was like fucking boring but like but that affects your childhood and affects you growing up affects your adulthood how you eat so your kids eating healthy is fucking important right oh, yeah. so like you know you, that's why I teach my kids now and they They fucking love eating vegetables, right? And, and, and fruits. Like, you can't give them enough fruits. Like, goddamn, like, I'm not made of fruits, you know? Like, I got kind of fruit tree in the back or something. But, but yeah, they, 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 I don't even have to ask them to eat fruits because they, they do it. But that's the thing. I think, you know, like, we have to teach our kids how to eat and how to be, you know? Uh, 100%, dude. So, yeah, like, I can even touch on that. So, I, uh, Like I said, I coach Little League, but I don't have kids. So, you know, I do it because, well, for one, um, I was in the military because I like to serve. Um, I like to serve the community. I like to be a difference. And one thing I can't stand is sitting around bitching about a problem and not, not doing something about it. You know, we always talk about how there's so many fatherless kids. Well, then I should step in and try to be as much of a father as I can to even the neighbor's kids, you know, not just mine. So I coach Little League. 
And I can't tell you how many times parents will come and they'll drop their kids off and then they'll leave. And I don't know if that's because their parents just they feel like they need their own time. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're going to the gym. But, you know, there's a lot of times they could get out there and throw the baseball with us. They could go out. I, I run the bases with the kids. And the only reason I do that is because it's another way for me to do cardio where I don't have to do it on the treadmill. I don't exactly. like cardio. I love I love working out, but I fucking hate doing cardio. I mean, I'm not you know, that's not that's a pretty common thing. People shouldn't feel weird if they don't like doing cardio. But you should do it anyways, yeah. right? Like I'd have to do what I don't want to do. Exactly. But what I but what I can do is I can make it fun. Yeah. I can go run the I can go run the bases with the kids. You know, fifteen minutes of sprinting is pretty good, especially in your thirties. So there's ways that you can do things to stay active. You can you can get your kids in sports, and instead of just dropping them off, go out there. Trust me, a coach will not be upset if you say, hey, do you need an extra hand? Hell yeah. I would love to be able to break this this team down into smaller groups. You go hit them exactly. baseballs. That's how I it mean, was just, when I coached soccer, dude. It was like, hey, man, like, what parents want to help? I Same thing, dude. It was like, just go out there with them, you know? And, yeah, just go out there and be a part. And, and you know, the thing is, is I've never had a kid say that um, – I've never had a kid – like, most kids look up to me. You know, they, they look up to me because I'm in shape and out of the group of parents, I'm the most one in shape. Now I'm not saying that in a bragging way, but I'm saying maybe if you wanted your kids to be in shape and you don't want them to have to go through the stuff that we're going through, maybe you should portray a healthy lifestyle of something that they want to do and make it not look nerdy and make it look like, you know, Hey, this is the right thing to do and teach them the reason that they're doing it. You know, if I would have gotten into working out when I was in my teenage years, instead of skipping school and smoking weed and doing all the dumb shit I did, I would have been so much better off. I mean, I, I would have just been better that I don't like going back to it. I don't, I don't shame anybody, but I just cannot stand watching us not be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. Like, and when we do this, a lot of times, a lot of times it comes from a superficial place because that's what we see. We see that in the magazines. Well, there's no magazines anymore, but we see it on the internet. We see it on TV. You know, you don't see an overweight uh, news anchor. They, this just don't happen, right? Like as soon as they're pregnant, they kick them out the door because they have to have a skinny looking woman. That's the media. So, yeah, they want to pretend well, everybody's skinny, yeah. And that's society, you know, and that's that's society. And as, as I grew, you know, like I said, with my spirituality, as I grew in my spirituality, I started realizing, you know, um, it's it's just like this, man. People say, well, you need a fit chick. Well, why? You're stereotyping me. You think that I have to go for a skinny, bobble, you know, uh, ditzy, blonde, white girl with big fake titties? No, like that that might be what society portrays as, as a want. But like I like my Hispanic women. I like them thick. I like them like that. Like, let me like what I like. You know, you don't have to be a certain way, but you damn sure should be healthy. You should be healthy. You should. You should want to be able to wake up and not feel sore. I, I had a friend. Um, we went to the springs. We went floating a few weeks ago, you know, cause keep trying to keep the distance in and everything. And there was this guy I saw. He's a DJ. He's been DJing for about 20 years. And when he turned, he has turned his entire body, you know, like his neck was messed up. So I asked him, we were walking back up in the spring. I said, hey, man, what, what happened with your neck? You know, is it? Did you have surgery or something on it? He said, no, man, you know, I just, one day I slept on it wrong. And uh, he said, you know, it just got worse and worse. And I said, what? And he said, yeah. And I said, how long is it? He said, it's been like three years. And I said, man, you know, you could go to a chiropractor, like, and get that fixed. Like, 
you know? And he said, oh, I don't want to go to them. You know, they just take your money. They want you to keep coming back. And I'm just blown away by the fact that somebody would, and this guy's like in his early 40s. You know, I don't even know if he's, he might have just turned 40. And I'm thinking, damn, so he, since he's like 30s, mid-30s, he's been dealing with this. And he's just going to turn, like, he literally could not turn his neck more than maybe 20 degrees. Um, and, and you just wonder, like, you know, there's things that you could do to fix that. Like, people get so defeated and they think, oh, man, it's just, you know, I... I was skinny and the doctor gave me, I had a skin condition and the doctor gave me some steroids to take and it, it made me gain weight. And now I'm 300 pounds and you know, I can never go back and it's just bullshit. Y'all, you lie to yourself and tell yourself that you can't do things. It is just not true. You can do whatever you want with a reason. You know, obviously if you got a, if you pulled a disc, you know, maybe you shouldn't deadlift. There's some things that you need to not do. Yeah. Or you can, I learned you can that too. Out There's some things I cannot do. Right. You know, I've got my L5, my L5, my spine actually, actually fused to my pelvic bone on the right side. And so it was causing me issues, uh, deadlifting and uh, squatting. So I went to the doctor and I got x-rays and I found out that my bones fused. So it's literally my, my spinal cord is connected to my pelvis bone. Like, I don't know how, but it connected over time. So I have a huge gap on the left side of my, my hip where my, where my leg ties into my pelvic bone there's a huge gap and on the right side there's no gap so when i do a deadlift my butt pulls to the right i can't deadlift if i deadlift now it will break i'll break something i'll hurt something over time so i have to but that doesn't mean that i just say oh well i guess i just can never work out again no i still work out i do leg press i don't do squat i do leg press yeah you know i can still do stuff because if i don't do anything you know what that's going to do it's just going to make it worse and worse and then five years down the road i'm going to pull open the oven to pull out some cookies out of the oven and i'm going to break my back because you know my i haven't been exercising and i haven't been keeping that loose you know (laughs) cookies gonna fuck you up for life (laughs) yeah you know so i mean but seriously that's like that's how that that heart that guy I would, I would think, just from me assessing it, being a DJ, looking down over turntables for hours upon hours over a decade to two, you know, that caused some issues. If he would have been doing some postural alignment, maybe every morning when he woke up, go and stand up against a wall with his back to the wall, push, push his heels fully up against the back of the wall, make his butt cheeks touch the wall, make his neck and his head touch the wall and stand there and just make sure that his chin is parallel to the floor and he would stand there for one to two minutes every single day, that would align his back. That would have kept his neck more, gave it more strength, you know. He could have done some neck neck exercises to strengthen his neck because he knows that being a DJ, he's going to have to look down, right? That's something that he can't avoid. So if you can't avoid it, you want to do something on the backside to support it. So, you know, it's just about looking at your life and seeing what you do, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. So, like I said, it's just not about, because I know people, man, they, they listen to these shows and they fucking get obsessed and they dissect everything I fucking say. But it's, like I said, it's not about shaming anybody or like, you know, body shaming. Like I said, I know people that are like, you know, heavier or like, you know, well, quote unquote, society says they're, you know, unhealthy, but they're, they're more healthy than I am. Right. Oh yeah. yeah well, so. 
And let me let me let me touch on that because that that brought something to mind real quick. I don't want to lose it. So uh, last year I watched uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. Right, we all love him. He was on Netflix. He had a he had a show that come out like six series, six episode series. Yeah. And one of them was on shape. And and I would encourage everybody to even watch that. It was actually really informative. Now me being a bodybuilder. I actually got kind of pissed off because uh, one of the things he had, he had three or four people on there on his show. And uh, one was a doctor. One was a personal trainer. One was a comedian. And I, I can't remember what the other person was. I think it was just like a regular person who had lost weight, who had went through like, you know, just the transformation. And uh, the doctor had said, um, you look at your mother and your father and you are going to look like that. That's that's who you're going to be. They said you can give yourself five to ten pounds either way, lower weight or skinnier or heavier, but that's who you're going to be. And I got mad at that because I, I look like absolutely nobody in my family. But then I started thinking about it, and I have to agree with what she says because if I wasn't working out and I wasn't eating seven meals a day like I do, I would not have the body that I have, right? Like I said in the beginning of this, I have to eat a lot of food to keep the size on me. If I don't, I lose it very quick. My parents are skinny people, right? So I would actually look just like my dad if I didn't work out. So it is true. You know, I, I have to do what I do to keep what I want. And so everybody can look at that and say, okay, maybe you shouldn't beat yourself up. If your mom and dad are heavier people, you have to understand that genetically that's where you're going to kind of fall at. Yeah. So quit beating yourself up about it because you don't look like uh, Halle Berry. That's just not who you're being. Your mom ain't Halle Berry, so don't don't try to look like her. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the potential to look like Halle Berry. You can get up at 5 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. and get your ass to the gym and work out. You can not eat that pizza in the office and bring a tuna fish and a salad. You know, those are things that you can do, but it all comes down to what are you wanting to do and is it worth it to you, right? If it's not worth it to you, then don't do it. That You know, that's that's one of the things. A lot of people, they're trying to do things they don't, they just don't want to do. And and if that's it, that, that's just it, be that, honest that, with that yourself. That brings me up to, to a point when I was in the Army and um, there was a guy that was real skinny. Man, he would lift like fucking crazy and he would like eat and he would drink protein and he used to do he used to do Muay Thai. He actually traveled to fucking Thailand to learn Muay Thai. Muay Thai, remember Muay Thai? Muay Thai. One night <laughs> we, we were in Thailand together. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I practice Muay Thai too. But you know, <clears throat> that's the thing. Like there was another guy there, our, our staff sergeant, and he was like, no matter what he does. He's not gonna try to. He's not gonna get like Arnold big. He's trying. He was trying to get Arnold big. He was always saying like, "I'm gonna get like Arnold." He was tall, and I was like, you know, he was like, "There's another guy, you know, our staff sergeant. He was like, you know, built. He was like, if you're genetically meant to be super skinny, being like Arnold may not be a, a reality." You know what I'm saying so. Maybe you should be the best you can be, right? Like you don't have to be. You don't have to strive to look like somebody else either. Right, so like, yeah, you can work out. He was in shape, dude. He had like a six pack, everything. You know, I mean, he was young, but it's one of those things that you know, like, uh, you also have to know your limits of your body. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna like. Not everybody's gonna look like Arnold. Not everybody's gonna look like Halle Berry. And that's something that we shouldn't 
I guess like I'm not saying we shouldn't, but like if that's your goal, that's your goal. But you know what I'm saying? Like if if you know, like just be realistic with yourself, right? Don't well, yeah, and, and that needs to be your goal, right? Yeah. Like everybody should be able to be them. Like that's the beauty of that should be the beauty of, of where we're at today. You know, we're getting to this consciousness where if you want to be gay, be gay. Nobody cares. You know, it's, it's, it's up to you. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to turn into a new gender, that's on you. And nobody should tell you what you can and can't do. Nobody should tell you that you can't be an American. Nobody should tell you. Yeah. That's different body types are attractive. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, right. You know, like oh, man. You, Arnold, I Chris Pratt, you. or you know Tom Cruise. Everybody's fucking different. You know what I'm saying? Oh Jack, man, and, Jack and, Black. and I can tell you, and I can tell you personally, uh, any guy, any guy who's worked out and has gotten a physique can tell you, it's not like what you think. You think oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a six pack and some biceps, and I'm gonna have all the girls. The girls don't talk to you. Honestly, most of the girls are intimidated by your looks because typically women are the more attractive ones. And they feel uh, insecure in the bedroom with a guy who looks better than them. That's just the reality of it. And uh, and then a lot of the times, that's why girls like dad bods. You know, they don't want a guy who's so wrapped up in them. They want a guy who's going to pay attention to them. Um, so, you know, you end up having, I end up having more guys talk to me about my body than girls. So, it, you know, it's not, it, but it needs to be about you. You know, yeah. I don't care if women don't like me. I like what I did. I did this for me. I didn't do it. I'm more self-conscious doing my bodybuilding shows. Like I love the process of it. I hate getting on stage and having people look at me and uh, assess me and judge me. And it's just weird. I didn't do it for that. You know, I do it for, I, I like the competition. I like, I like the process of it, but I don't like people looking at me. It's clearly kind of weird, but, um, no, you know, you, you have to have those things that are for you. And, uh, going back to, you know, not, not everybody's going to look like Chris Pratt or Halle Berry. When I train people, a lot of people don't realize you have different body types, right? Like some people, their skin, they have skin, they have thinner skin. I, I have thin skin. So I get a lot more vascular. My veins come out a lot more in my arms and my chest and in my legs than, than some people. A person who's a heavier set person, like a linebacker, when they get lean, they're not going to have as many veins popping out on their body. That doesn't mean that they don't have the same body fat percentage as me. That doesn't mean that they don't have the same uh, amount of water in their body than me in the subcutaneous water. It just means that their skin is different. Their skin's different. Some people are going to get stretch marks when they grow. Some people aren't going to get stretch marks. That's just from their skin elasticity. That has nothing else to do with anything else other than that, right? So, like, if that can play a part, why would you be so wrapped up in not looking like somebody? You just have to know, like, I hold more water, right? Like, I, I just carry more water than most people. When That's why when you eat, if me and you sat down and ate Chinese food, um, we might look different just off of that one meal because the MSGs in it might affect you. They might, they might make you swell up a little bit more and bloat than they do me. They might actually dry me out some. I might need more sodium in my body to dry me out. So again, it just, it's constantly going to go back to you and what your body does and what you're able to do versus focusing on somebody else. Just keep staying in your lane. That's the best thing I can tell anybody. Just stay in your lane. Do what's, do what you're doing. No, I agree. And that's, 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 you know, like you don't also have to go to, I'm going to say you don't have to, but you know, like, you know, you can do other things for exercise, you know, like you don't, don't think you have to be like 
pumping weights to be healthy. Like you didn't do martial arts because I did. I did Muay Thai. I'm telling you right now, man, that shit fucked me up. That shit, like cardio wise, and it, that shit also gives you strength strength training. Like you sit, if you people that do fights like Muay Thai, boxing, MMA. If you're in a, if you're in a, doing a round or do, you're doing like you know sparring, two minutes feels forever, right? Five minutes feel like it's a fucking long time. Like you're in there and you're you know constantly doing like running around, you know, like testing your strength, testing your speed. So like you know, and that's something you can do with other people. Like you know, some people like going to the gym and working out alone, and some people you know like working out in groups. And martial arts is a is a way to you know, learn that stuff. I mean, being in groups and, you know, some people like being, like I said, being in groups. But you don't, you, you don't even have to do like fighting. You do like Tai Chi, you know what I'm saying? Or yoga. So. Yeah, yoga's a, yoga's a great one. I'm actually going tomorrow to do a, a yoga class. Um, and, you, you know, you, it's a beautiful thing. Like, just the health in general is beautiful because, um, it's not just one facet, man. There's, there's so much more. Like I, the last show I did was the Europa and it's a, uh, it's basically like a big convention for, for fitness. So it's not just bodybuilding and that's what I like about it. it it's MMA. Um, they've got, uh, they got cheerleading, they've got CrossFit competitions. They've got like this Scottish, Scottish powerlifting thing. They fucking throw kegs over, oh, over a pole yeah. and they like, they throw like bales of hay, you know, I mean, there's so many different facets. I mean, I, I played kickball like three years ago. I played kickball with my ex. I got in the league and we played kickball and it was, it was the best damn time I've had in years. And I haven't played sports since like high school, you know, and it yeah. was just, it was fun to get out and do something again. Um, you know, versus just going to the bar. Let, let, and let me touch man on alcohol because, um, I have to say alcohol is one of the worst things that somebody can do in terms of trying to get healthy. It is one of the, it's why when, when, I, when you get with somebody, if, if you drink beer regularly, I can guarantee you, you're going to lose about 10 to 20 pounds the first month, just from stop drinking alcohol, just from the cutting of alcohol, you'll lose the weight. And then you get into the second month and everything slows down and then you give up, you get defeated and give up and then you start drinking again and gain it back. But alcohol is the worst. And the reason is, is water is an important, an important variable, right? We're 76% water. Well, when you drink when you drink alcohol, you get dehydrated, right? That's where you get a headache and, and you know hung, hang over. So, so you drink water Monday through Friday, and then it's the weekend, and you drink Friday night, and then Saturday it's college football, and you're drinking again, and then it's Sunday, and now it's Monday, and now you're back to your healthy your healthy routine. Well, you just dehydrated yourself, so it's going to take Monday to get the hydration back in your body. So you're not actually going to be healthy until Tuesday. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you're healthy. And then Friday, you're somewhat healthy. So, so you got about four days out of the week, out of seven. Uh, so four days, you're healthy, and you're hydrated, and three days, you're dehydrated. Dude, I, yeah, I don't drink as much as we did back in the day. Like, <laughs> you have, no you fucking have to, way, dude. Yeah, you have, to, you have to cut the alcohol all out. And I know it's a hard thing for a lot of people. And my only suggestion is to meditate and maybe smoke some weed. Uh, because, smoke some weed. Uh, yeah, smoke some weed, man, because, you know, you're not going to, you're just not going to have all of the physical side effects that come along. Uh, you know, like you said, this isn't a, this isn't a topic, uh, this isn't a podcast for the whole government and country, but, 
you know, it's a crock of shit uh, that cigarettes are legal and they kill so many people and alcohol is legal, but you can get your drunk ass in a car and go kill a little child on the way home. Um, but then they want to say that weed's illegal. And, you know, I don't know anybody who blacks out smoking weed and runs people over or gets in fist fights or does any of the things, you know, dehydrates their body, uh, breaks down their liver. Uh, I mean, there's just tons of things that that those two substances, smoking cigarettes, tobacco, all the all the the chemicals in the cigarettes, as as well as the liquor and that they sell at bars that you have to drive to. Uh, and then the, and then it's the weeds illegal. So but, you know, just think about like I know alcohol is a hard thing for people to quit. Um, but if I'm going to shame anything, that's what I'm going to shame is the alcohol, because it's just it's just been proven historically evil and bad. That's why they call yeah. it spirits. That's why they call it spirits, because it's just a bad thing overall. So if, if you want to if you want to get healthy, uh, you can still drink. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't drink, but, you know, try to do it in moderation. Try to make sure that you're limiting the, the alcohol, that you're drinking water in between drinks to kind of keep yourself hydrated. Uh, because the dehydration is where where it kills you. Yeah, man, that's a, that's the thing. Like, that's why I don't drink as much anymore. Because like I had some hangovers since you know we, I'm you know since last time we hung out. And man, I was like, fuck this shit. Like I don't. And like as they get older, they get they last longer, right? Oh, like, man. Two days, yeah. two and a half days. I'm like, fuck this. Like um, I don't know. I, I I drank heavy for my birthday this year, and I didn't get a hangover. It's kind of weird. And it lasted only like for like two three hours, but I was drinking like Pedialyte. You know, so wow. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shortcuts, <laughs> exactly, man. But you, but you know, I mean, that's how that's how drastic it is that you got to drink like Pedialyte, you know, to combat. It's crazy how they, they even they have commercials about hangovers now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. But yeah, but it wasn't even beer; it was like liquor. Somebody was making me mojitos, and you know, that's that's a different, that's a whole different conversations, like. What's healthier, liquor or alcohol? You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. Um, obviously liquor, but you know it all depends what you put it with. If you just put it with, you know, I don't know, shots compared to like fucking mixed drinks with sugar and all that bullshit. But you know, if that's you, that's you. You know what I'm saying? But you know, right, I, right. I don't like the sugar. I, just I think it's, as I aged, I don't like as much sugary shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if it's because I trained myself or it's just my taste buds changed. I mean, I still like some of the same shit that I liked as a kid, like Asian food. I fucking love that shit. But the sugar stuff, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this shit. So uh, I can't even drink a can anymore. So I'm like, I don't know about this. So well, and, and, and you know, man, it's it's um another thing is is just habit. Uh, you know, it's it's and that's one that you know I would assume that everybody has has understood in one way or another in life. Um, you know, when you're doing something. Uh, that becomes a habit and it's hard to break a habit. Um, and it, it always seems so difficult in the beginning. Uh, but then you fast forward and the things that were so difficult to overcome become part of your everyday life. And those things aren't difficult anymore. You know, it's hard to get up and make your bed, but after a week of doing it, it becomes routine. You know, it's just, okay, this is what I do. I get up, I make my bed and then I start my day. And when you put that, when you use that same concept, it's just what has to happen, you know? Yeah. Stop drinking alcohol. That's hard. But, you know, put something in that habit's place, you know? Yeah. On the weekends, I go out to the bar. Okay, well, maybe try to find a gym that's open on Friday night 
and go to the gym. You know, if you get in the gym at 6 p.m. and you get out at 8 p.m., you know, you might just be tired and not want to go to the bar. Maybe it'll maybe it'll make it a little bit easier for you, you know. I'll be or, the designated driver, drink water. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do that or decide to go to a movie instead or just or just stay at home. Um, you know, I, I watch a I watched a thing with uh, this bodybuilder, Kai Green. He always talks about a lot of emot- uh, motivational stuff. And he had a guy that he was training. He The guy won like one of the little, I don't know, sweepstakes or something to train with the pro. And uh, they got done working out, and they're in the locker room. And the kid is eating uh, chicken with barbecue sauce. And uh, he's the, he's talking to Kai Green. Well, Kai Green's getting ready for a show. He's like, I don't know, three weeks out from the Arnold Classic. And the kid tells him, he says, hey, man, I'm sorry. He said, you know, he said, well, what are you sorry for? He said, well, I'm, you know, I'm eating this barbecue sauce in front of you. And I know that you're getting ready for a show, so you can't have any sugars and you can't use, you know, condiments. It's just got to be dry chicken. And he laughed at him and he said, you know, this is what I do. He said, you know, I, I realized a long time ago that if this is what I'm going to do, that I have to accept that. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get upset at things like that, like. I don't get mad when I see cake in uh, Publix in the in the bakery section. You know, I know that I can't have cake, so I just accept it. I don't get upset with it anymore. It's just it's just it is what it is. It's like it's like if you're a recovering heroin addict, you just know you can't have heroin. You know, you don't you don't you don't sit there and say, "Oh man, I'll, I wish I could slam some fucking heroin in my veins." You say, "No, that shit's gonna kill me. I don't need heroin," and you don't do it. You know. <laughs> Maybe you don't put yourself around heroin addicts, you know, maybe, yeah. you, maybe, maybe you, maybe you say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the trap house on Friday night. I'm going to go, I'm going to go fucking paint or something, what, you know, what so, comparison from kick to well, heroin, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it, you, you get what I'm, I'm going at. Yeah, with. I, I know, mean, I know. It, it don't matter. It don't matter what it is. You, you, you just, you just, you accept the fact that you can't do it anymore. Um, and, and when you do that, you make a you make a solid resolution with yourself, and it makes it a whole lot easier. You don't get upset because you can't have the cake. You just know you can't have cake, and and instead of instead of tormenting yourself and saying, "Oh, but it would be good," it wouldn't. It's just you do it. It's like when you went to the gym. If you would have just accepted, I'm going. I don't care if I got to walk across the street. If I got to park two miles down the road, like that's what I did. Yeah. If I'm, if, if I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym, right? And you just accept it. And then you and then you pull up and it's parking lot's full and you say, fuck, man, the parking lot's full. But I've got to go to the gym. Like you don't you don't say, oh well, I guess I could just go home. Like, no, you don't go home. You do it. And and I'm telling you, I promise you, if you could just trust me and just just have faith in what I'm saying, and you just try that, you give yourself a month and you will be so proud of yourself for the things that you did because a lot of the time. We just don't do things for ourselves. And like, that's the part that, 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 that blows my mind is that like, I have to argue with people about taking an hour out of their day to do what they want to do. It's like, you contacted me cause you want to get in shape. And then you're arguing with me about me telling you to give yourself time to get in shape. Like I'm, I'm trying to help you love yourself, you know, just, just mm-hmm. do it. Like your, your ego is telling you that this is a bad thing, but your true self your true self knows, man, I need to start getting in shape. I'm letting myself go. I don't like how I'm looking in the mirror. Your ego says, ah, to hell with that girl. Put on a nice dress. It's Friday. Like, let's go out. Let's go hang out with our friends. Let's go get drunk. Let's not, let's not think about it. But then you come home and you take your clothes off 
And then your true self says, why'd you do that? You should have went to the gym. You know you should get in shape. And then your ego says, it's okay. Let's just go eat some cake and watch some TV, and we'll forget about this. And our taste buds are going to be happy, and then we'll just be okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's what that's what I have to do with it. But that's, that's the reality of the psyche. That's what we – that's how we battle with ourselves. Yeah, and well, ultimately you just got to pick yourself man. like, you've got to pick, like, I just want to be better. Yeah. You know? I mean, if they want to do that, that's, that's them. But the purpose of this show is because preventative and, um, you know, Oh, well, yeah, but, but yeah. well, you, you have to understand whatever I'm talking about is, is preventative. Yeah. You're not going to go do any type of physical activity and it's not going to be preventative for your health. Like yeah. it's going to make you healthier. You know, it's yeah. it's not so much. I talk about look, the looks because that's that's my like I said. You you want to find a trainer that's focused on your your lane, and I focus on the aesthetics. Like I, I don't train people for yeah. for uh, for marathons, but that's what people deal with, and and that's typically what people contact me for is getting in shape for those things. But you know, it's just like being a diabetic and like doing all the other things. I mean, you have to. How many times it's harder to stay on a meal plan than it is to go to the gym. It's harder for somebody to prep the food and eat consistently mm -hmm. the things that that they don't really want to eat, but they're doing it for their well-being. Like it's harder for them to do that than it is to get to the gym. I think that, that this was wrong saying, with like with this country, like even like at home ec is like very simple, like how to make a cake. Whatever, whatever you're know saying, like how to make what's that one where they fry the bread? It's like funnel cake, right? They're oh, like, yeah, how to make funnel cake with powdered sugar, but then, like, it's not like nutrition, it's not like hey, like hey, you know, like you need fiber, you need that, you gotta poop once a day at least, right? Or once, whatever. <clears throat> look at your yeah, poop, definitely. look at your poop, you should do cardio, you know, like I don't know, 20 minutes a day, breathing exercises, like none of that shit gets taught at school when we're growing up. Right, so then like we go be grown ups, and then we focus on like, like surviving, paying rent, you know, relationships and all that shit. And that person also doesn't know, you know, and you know, and that's why you have to be really cautious because now there's the internet. So like people are like, they're becoming like this like fitness pros, but these people are like 19 years old, right, 20 years old, and they of course they're in shape, dude. They're fucking young, right? Like they're, they're gonna have like no fat in the body, but that's like how natural they look naturally, even without working out. So can you really trust their advice? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's no. like on people on Instagram, I don't, I don't fucking buy that shit. You know, no, so, you like, so like no, you, you have to be really careful. Like, and then that, that shit brainwashes you to think that's what I need to look like. Like I need to look like these fucking like fucking 20 year old kids that or, you know, 23 year old kids that like have no fat on their body. Like, fuck that shit. Right. Like you got to like, like, you know, like be realistic with yourself and not pay attention to that bullshit, you know, or like these young dudes. Not been working out since they're like 16 years old, and they play football, and they're now they're like 20 years old, and they're fucking ripped. You never, you know, like I know I'm not gonna look like I'm 20 again. So why the fuck, do right. I, you know, like what the fuck? So oh, dude, man, I uh, yeah, there's so many times I watch these girls, I watch their workouts, and I'm I'm like, 
they don't know what they're doing. Like they're doing hip thrusts and they're not really squeezing their glutes. They're not using their, they're not, they don't have their lower, lower back in the right position. And they'll have like a hundred thousand views and they'll have all these people commenting. And it's like, it's just a hot girl doing a workout with the, with the camera right at her ass. Like it's, she doesn't know what she's doing and she's selling workout plans to these girls and she don't know what she's doing. And it's like, and the girls bless their heart. They don't know because they don't know what they're doing. And so now they go in the gym and they do these workouts trying to emulate this girl that didn't know what she's doing and they end up getting hurt or they, end up, you know, and it's just like, yeah. but you can't, you can't, you can't fun. You can't, uh, censor, uh, stuff on the internet. You know, anything can be put up there. Anybody can say anything. And so, you know, and then it comes down to nowadays, it's like, well, the only validity is how many followers they have. And that's really not a good, like, that's not a good reference, you know? That That is dangerous because that's even, that even goes, that transcends in politics. Like, oh, this person has a shit ton of followers. He, that person, or she or he or whatever, however they identify, like, they, they, they must know what they're talking about. Eh, wrong, wrong, right? Like no, right. Not, that doesn't mean shit. Like you just you just got a trendy ass name, and that's why you got a lot of followers. You got lucky, but if right. you sit down with me, and just like you, if you if that person that those twenty year old trainers, whatever, they go work out with you, they're gonna be like, what the fuck, right? Like I mm-hmm. didn't know shit. And oh, even like not going to the gym. If, if you have a conversation with them, you have like a one on one like debate. Right, and they'll be like, "Fuck, I didn't know this shit." Same thing with me. I always tell people, "Come on the show, let's talk about it." Since you have a fucking ton of followers, no, I don't want to because I'm gonna sound stupid. Okay, then, then maybe you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, right? It's right. that simple. Like, I, like even this show, like I'm not trying to get like thousands of followers because that's not my fucking goal. My goal is to fucking put out fucking right shit. You know, if I'm wrong, and I fucking learn. I, I learn shit on the show too. Right, so that's the thing is people transcend as like likes as like, it's like being right, and it's like no, no, that's the that's the weird shit we have nowadays. Is I've noticed me and you grew up. I remember I met you before, or around MySpace. Right, it was before MySpace. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. when it first started, it was starting like way yeah. long time ago. So we really didn't have all this like nonsense going on like youtube was fucking new and there was barely anything on youtube right and it was right. like you know and facebook was i think facebook was way after i got out of the navy and you know blah 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 so like we we you know me seeing like even growing up before the internet how now it's like people with likes are like the influencers and some of them are a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're doing right in life yeah. and I'm like what the fuck and the people that do know what they're doing they're like I pity them I pity them because they're putting all false shit or bad shit and I don't need that shit and they're doing their own thing and that's how I feel man that's how I feel now like I'm like man these people are talking to all this shit over there and people are like oh, go debate them why 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 should yeah. I go debate them like they're putting out wrong shit. If I if it was my job to, de- to, to debate everybody that's putting out shit, like do I, I would never my I would be busy all fucking day every fucking day, right? So I'm not gonna debate people if they want to come on the show and talk about it. Fine, they don't fuck it. I don't give a shit. But you know, like 
man, there's a lot of nonsense out there. And this is why, you know, gym stuff too. I see stuff, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Like, man, what is going on? Like people following, you know, wrong people or just selling products. Like, I don't know how you feel about it. Like herbal life, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just well, like man, I mean, pyramid scheme shit. You know, it's like Mary Kay, like fucking of, of like the internet for working out. Herbal life, right? But Yeah, man, it's, well, and that's that's the thing, you know, you, you take these, you take these supplement companies and you realize, you know, so when I got in, when I got into bodybuilding, it was like you said, you know, there wasn't no Instagram. There wasn't any of this stuff. So then, you know, I'd wait for flex magazine to come out every month. You know, I'd go, I'd go. I remember you posting that too. I remember you posting when, when, when Instagram started coming around first, you were like, be real people that work out. Don't post pictures of themselves. Like dudes with like gray sweatpants on and whatever the fuck. What, what, yeah, yeah. I was like, "What?" But I was like, "Dude, that's how I feel." Like I was like, "Yeah." Like, even now, I don't post pictures of myself. Like, you know, like after gym, like it's fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, man. Well, it's 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 just it. Uh, it's you know, the internet is allowing vanity. Yeah, vanity. To, to play a role. You know, it's like it's the same thing with the internet. Everybody's a fitness person, and they're all trying to get their likes, and they're trying to get their. You know, they want to become a sponsor. And, and it's like, it's like this people, they, they sell these pre-workouts. Hey, put in my code for 10% off this and that, right? That person didn't take that shit. They, they had that supplement company recognize them. And because they had 10,000 followers, they comment, they contact them and they say, Hey, you've got a following. You're going to help us sell products. Do you want to be an ambassador for this, this company? If you do, we're going to give you a coupon code. And whenever somebody call, they go to the website and they buy the product. You're that the ten percent discount that they get. We're going to put that in your pocket. Once you get a thousand dollars worth of sales, we're going to give you a hundred dollars worth of free product. That person is only selling you a, a product so that they can get product for themselves. They don't care about you. They don't care about the supplements that they're selling. They just want to be recognized and say that they have somewhere that they're somebody in the industry. You know, I can say all this because I've never been fake like that. I never cared about that. It's never been about the money. It's always been about the person and like their well-being. I don't push products because I don't, I'm not a fucking salesman. It's not what I'm there for. Um, and that's what a lot of people do. They, you know, it's just like the supplement companies going back to it. I, I'd buy the flex magazine and you know, you see, you see the bodybuilder and, uh, it says, it says, uh, Oh, this is him. And this is him eight weeks later after taking this fat burner, what they don't tell you that I found out once I got in the whole industry, that's a reverse picture. So what they really do is they take the, the after picture is of the guy when he got off stage after he had a competition. And then the and then the before picture is after he bulked up. Because after he after he's got ready for a competition, his body's in a in a deficit. He's been starving. His body's craving food. He can finally eat again. He can train hard again because he's not going to tear a muscle. So he's lifting heavy. He's eating heavy. And then he gets fat and bloated. That's the before picture. But that's really the after picture. But they put it in the magazine and they sell it off like this dude was fat and then he got shredded. No, really, he was shredded after a show and they gave him a before picture. And that, But that's manipulation. That sells. That's, that's what they do, right? Like that's... That's what companies do. And so you take you take that, what they did in the magazines, and you just add it into the internet, and you put thousands and thousands of sponsors versus just, like, you know, you had to be the top five in the world to be a sponsor for these companies. Now they've got a 1,000 people because if you look at it from a marketing standpoint, that one bodybuilder 
is going to have a following of 2 million people, right? But yeah. if you've got a thousand people that have a hundred thousand followers, you, you are, are 10,000 followers, your, your network, your marketing can reach so much further. It can go so deeper, so much deeper because the only people that are going to know the bodybuilder is going to be people that are in the bodybuilding realm, right? Like, yeah, like you don't know, yeah, you don't know the bodybuilding brands of clothes, right? But everybody knows Under Armour, right? Because not just bodybuilders wear on Under Armour. Soccer players, moms, regular people, everybody wears Under Armour. So they market their marketing reach is a whole lot deeper than a bodybuilder would be. Just like just like on the internet, the the social media connects everybody to everybody. So that's that's kind of the background on supplements and sponsoring and following people. Just be careful with that. Yeah, and that's just a thing. They they sell you and on top of that on top of that they sell you this image of like how your body should be and then you don't even know the nutritional like you know how good, oh, yeah. you know you don't even know like how, how good the nutrition is in that supplement you know no. for, for your own body like everybody's fucking different so then, like, right. you're, then you're, you're eating something that could be like not even good for you and you just don't know because like, like I said it's very vague so yes and and so going to you was talking about Herbalife so um, uh, I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming like with this being on like the podcast for more like Native Americans I would assume Hispanic people as well, correct? This is like, yeah, we try it's, to, it's you know, black, Native American, anybody. Right, Yeah. right. Well, well, the reason I say that is because I want to I want to kind of tailor this to this. So Herbalife, Herbalife is more, um, their, net, their, their customer base typically is more uh, Hispanic. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, yes, you can, you can watch the movie, I think it was called Betting on Zero. It's a documentary on Netflix and it's about Herbalife. It's about the, pyramid scheme and everything. And, um, so side note, I have a, uh, uh, my sister and brother-in-law are in a similar company. Right. And, um, and so I can tell you just from personal experience, I, I know pretty, I know an okay amount about this. Um, so it, it's just like with an image, right? Like people want to work out and they want to look like their celebrity or, or the model. Right. Um, and, and that person is selling an idea. They're selling an image, right? Well, that's what Herbalife does. They sell an image of being a stay at home mom. They sell an image of not having to work, of running your own business, of, of living a healthy lifestyle and having a lucrative career and things like that, right? That's what they do. And if you look at a person who's doing that business, if you look at their immediate sales team around them, the people underneath them, I guarantee you that they're going to have a similar life. They're going to be, if it's a, if it's a mom with a couple of kids, it's a single mom with a couple of kids. She's probably going to have people that are on her team that are single moms as well, because she's going to resonate with that single mom. That single mom is going to see that lifestyle and say, man, I would really not have to go and go into the office and get yelled at by my boss. I would like to be able to have the time off so I can pick my kid up from school on a half day and take her to lunch. I'd, I'd like to be able to, go on vacation when I want to, they're selling an image. They're selling that. That's what they're doing. Um, my, my, my sister and brother-in-law, um, he was a former military, prior military. He, they have three kids, you know, it, it's a good looking life on the internet. You know what I mean? Like it looks good. And people, people tend to be, uh, 
white families, right, with with kids that want to be stay at home moms. That's just the narrative. That's how it is. Um, so I don't I don't sit there and say nothing if I won't even say it about my family. I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, it's it's not a lie. Um, so you just need to know that. Like you need to know going into it, everybody's kind of got got a reason, a rhyme to their reason, you know. And uh, if you think that 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 herbal life is for you, then hell, give it a try. You know, no harm, no foul. There are people that have lost weight that have done that. But I can tell you that it's not for everybody. Not everybody can be can run their own business. Not everybody has the discipline. Some people don't have the discipline to get up and go do cardio, and then they say they want to run a business. Well, how are you going to run a business, man? You can't even get up and go run when you need to. How are you going to get up and be a boss? Yeah, so I, I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, yeah, it's those, those companies, like, I'm very iffy about that shit. You know, like, what the fuck, you know, what I get into my body and people trying to sell me products. I don't know. Right. But mm-hmm. I rather just, like I said, I know my own bodies. So I rather just eat healthy, you know, as best as I can, you know, whatever I can afford and, you know, um, you know, just work out whatever I know. And that's the thing, man. Like it's hard because like, you know, I always talk about like, you know, we're always bombarded with shit. We're, you know, like we're always bombarded you know, with politics and especially now, remember, remember back in the day, like I was like the only motherfucker talking about politics. Now everybody and their mom's talking about politics, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. But, but that's why, yeah. But that's why, you know, that's why you, that's why you go, uh, that's why you're having this podcast with me, right? Because back in the day I was talking about fitness, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I do. This is something that I, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a fad to me. You know, this is something that I've been into for a while. You know, everybody wants to be a fitness person now. Right. But I, I mean, this is what I love. You love politics. You love the, you love the, the, just the, the government behind the whole thing. So you tend to be a more uh, educated person in this field, you know, mm-hmm. because you didn't just pick this up a couple of years ago when Trump got in office, you've been, you've been noticing the bullshit for a long time. So, you know, that's, that's why, you're an expert in that. And that's why I'm pretty well versed in, in what I do, you know? Yeah. And I hope people understands that, you know, people understand that, you know, we are, we just gotta like, you know, take time to learn stuff and, you know, don't get sucked into the, the internet about like just fast fixes, quick fixes, or one size fits all type of shit, you know, especially with health. Oh, yeah. And like the purpose with this, like I said, it's not to body shame nobody. And like I said, I know people that like, you know, quote unquote looks, you know, like I looks, you know, like bigger or thicker, whatever. And they can run more, they can lift more, you know, they can do a lot more. They can probably whoop, whoop my ass. I don't know. Right. But, um, there's a thing that's like, you don't know who's what. You can't judge somebody on, on their outside. Cause some people like, they look scrawny, but they know how martial arts they can fuck you up. Right. So you gotta watch out what the fuck, you know, and you know, that's what people, I think that's what people look at about me. They look at me, they're like, who the fuck is this guy? This is no shit. Until they, until they get their ass kicked, Shepard. But he's just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a joke. Me, me, Shep, me, me, and Mike kind of fight before. But anyways, but uh, um, in Thailand, but <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. But you know, one of those things that um, that was a bad time. Dude, I had food poisoning in Thailand, man. 
It was fucking horrible. Yeah. And then there were racists on the fucking Navy. Like, oh, you ate something. You probably ate that, that fucking rabbit. I'm like, no, motherfucker. The, the, the food on the ship is fucking disgusting and the chicken was raw, right? You've poisoned yeah. me, not fucking Thailand. But, yeah, but that's, that's a different story. But, um, you know, I want people to um, know that they're, as we're getting older, you know, like, as I'm, you know, looking at turning 40 in, you know, several years, <clears throat> that we have to look at our health. And, you know, if we really want to live longer, you know, um, we have to, like, invest in ourselves, right? And, you know, with this whole COVID thing, like, I see people dying at 30, right now remember when it was like oh only people 60 or above were dying and then it was like 50 or above then it was like 41 now it's like 30 year old motherfuckers dying i'm like what right like i'm 30 something i'm a 30 something year old motherfucker so i was like fuck like like what the fuck do i do to live longer you know and we don't need like i said we don't need to like buy a bunch of fucking fancy shit or like name brand stuff. All that shit, if you really do stuff, you can do stuff yourself, right? And I think, um, you know, you don't want to get diabetes. You don't, don't want to get heart disease. If you really look at the numbers, heart disease is like the number one killer in this country, right? Mm-hmm. And that shit is fucking scary. So like we all should be thinking about what are we eating and, you know, and what the fuck exercise because... Like I said, we just come home and just sit in the couch, watch TV. We don't, like, take time to do, like, 20 minutes a day, you know, even, like, 10 minutes a day, card, I don't know, right? And and our hearts are just, like, weak as fuck, and we get heart disease later. I don't know why the, why the whole heart disease, I heard many different stories, but it's diet and, you know, our lifestyles and not and lack of sleep. And sleep, I don't, I don't even think we, we talked about sleep, right? No, we didn't talk about sleep. Sleep's but, fucking but we- important. Sleep is really important. So there's, you're, you have a circadian rhythm, your circadian rhythm, and that is your body's rhythm. And uh, that's why, like you working nights, you know, you feel that shift at first when you when you transfer to nights. But after a while, your body gets into a pattern. Your body doesn't know six a.m. or six p.m. It just knows when you wake up and when you go to sleep, and that's the pattern that you need to try to keep. That's why it's important. If you go to bed at 10 p.m. every night, you should try to go to bed at 10 p.m. every night. And that's why if you go to bed at 1 a.m., you feel sluggish the next day. But I guarantee you that if you went to bed at 1 a.m. every day, you wouldn't feel like that if you woke up at 1 a.m. every day. You'd feel like you just woke up normally because you went to sleep normally. So it's important. Go ahead. It's important that you have the same... um, that you have the same sleep pattern. Mm -hmm. And then also one thing that I learned recently is that uh, eight hours of sleep a day is good. And that's what we should get quote unquote with air fingers. Um, (laughs) But you don't have to, you can get five hours of sleep a day, but if you do, you need to offset it with a nap. You have to take a nap. So I know people that, that work, I have a buddy, he's a DJ he works a regular nine to five job. And then on the weekends, he's DJing sometimes till 3 a.m. Sometimes he's doing weddings. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, he'll, the, the weekend, his time of rest, he might actually only get like four hours of sleep. Fuck that. But he'll take a nap. He'll take, okay. a, he'll take a one hour nap during the day. So just know that, that there's actually different sleep patterns. But my point is you can't go four hours of sleep every day and be healthy. If you do... 
you have to take a nap to offset it. The body has got to rest. That's when it recovers. That's when it repairs. Yeah, I saw some something on Joe Rogan. Even though yeah, I keep talking about Joe Rogan, but he, the the one thing I like about his show, he brings scientists, you know. And there was a sleep scientist. I don't like yeah. when he brings out the right right wing people. They're fucking idiots. But anyways, this is my own commentary. But you know, the scientist, there's one sleep scientist where he brought that up. He was like, he actually said the opposite. Kind of, he was like, you need seven and a half hours of sleep because if you sleep. Like any, any, I don't know, like fucking less than six, you actually start having brain damage, or whatever. You you don't notice it, but you know it can like lead to other shit in the future. But in Joe, yeah. Joe was like, "Hey man, like, what if you sleep like five hours? You said, and then like take a nap later." That dude was like, "No, you need straight seven, right?" And that's what I live by. Like when I yeah. went to night shift, I was like, "I don't." The first month, I was cranky as fuck. I was like, "I don't give a shit. I need to sleep." You know, I'm like, I need, I need quiet. Now, now, like, I come home, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, like, I don't even have to try. I'm like, oh, my body's shutting down. Like, I tell my wife, I'm like, my body's shutting down right now. <clears throat> it's time for me to sleep. Like, I'm not, I don't even fight it. Like, why fight it, right? And now the kids make noise and they're watching TV. That shit doesn't bother me because I know my, now my body, my body's like, hey, like, you're sleeping and, you know, like, nothing's going to wake you up. But yeah, like, you need to maintain that eight hours or seven hours or whatever. I, I do eight hours because I'm, I'm, I'm fucking grumpy, right? So, like, if I don't get eight hours, I get, I get pretty fucking pissed. But not only for that, but, like, because I work out too, like, I notice, like, that's my time to just fucking relax my body, right? Like, any other time I'm, like, working out or I'm at work or I'm, like, with the kids and my body's always, like, moving, you know? So, like, I think I take that time as, like, you know, really taking it to, like, rest my body from just a day, right? I know some people can't, and it's hard because, man, like, I feel for people that are, like, single parents because, like, you want, you need that sleep, but then, like, you also have kids and sometimes they don't need, they don't, they don't sleep at your time and then you gotta feed them. So, it's, you know, I know this is, like, a privilege, you know, to be, you know, within a relationship with somebody that, you know, can help you with kids, but... I feel, you know, like, if you're a single parent, like, I feel you, like, <clears throat> you know, you, you, should, you should, like, you know, I don't know, ask for help. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, well, but you need that sleep, dude, because that's your you do. You Yeah. You do, but that's why, but that's why I say, that's why I, that's why I say, if you're not able to, right, because the reality is, is, like, some people just can't get that seven hours. If that's the case, sit in the car, get to work, you know, when you go to lunch, Try to eat your food quick and then sit your ass in the car and take a 20-minute power That's nap. what I used to if, if do. Can. Yes, exactly. You know, it's it's like it, that's a better option than just sleeping four hours and then running your body to death all day long. That power nap, even though it's not maybe the most optimal, it's better than nothing. And that 20-minute power nap can do incredible things for you, yeah, you know? That's what I learned with, with Luis, you know, Luis, but... Um, when we when I was on my first shift, we used to stay up like days at a time doing unreps. Remember unreps? But mm-hmm. <laughs> like days at a time, dude, in a small ship. And then like it was like elevator. Like, they put the, the shit in the elevator. The elevator went down. We unloaded it and we put it in the, in the freezer. We put the elevator up. And within that like five, ten minute window, we all took like power naps until we heard the elevator coming down. We were like, okay, time to get up. But that fucking five, ten minutes felt like forever. Sometimes you, oh, like, yeah. dude, you felt like you lived another life. Right. <laughs> well, but, see, that's, well, see, that's why, like, 
I never, I, I got into it with my buddy all the time. I'm like, I don't know how you're doing it, man. It's just not good. It's not good. Like you have to have that sleep. And he sent me an article on it and I looked it over and then I looked up cause I don't like looking at just one thing. Yeah. So I, I looked up some other stuff and then I found another article supporting it. And then I, I started thinking about it, you know, and, and, and what they were saying is true, but what it was is, is it the, it's like a variable. So if you sleep six hours, you have to have a 20 minute nap. If you sleep five hours, you have to have a 40 minute nap. And then if you sleep uh, four hours, you have to have either two 30 minute naps or a one hour nap. And like they had done studies and broken it down and it was, it was, but like, you have, I don't know if you've noticed because sometimes like I would take like a 20 minute nap, but I would sleep over and I'd sleep like say 45 minutes or an hour. And then you feel like you're drunk. You wake up and it's just like, you feel like you've gotten hit, you know, or, you know, yeah. if you take a two hour nap and you wake up, it's, it's like you're in a dream state for a while. The reason is, is because you're, you're getting into like that deep REM sleep yeah. and that's what you don't want. What you're trying to do with a power nap is just rest your body. It's just, you're closing your eyes and you're shutting your brain down for a minute and you're just unplugging. And that's, that's where the, that's where you get that recovery where it's like, oh man, I am good to go now. It's just because you're a brain dead. Um, going back to food. I want to, I want to go back to food just a little bit and not, not stay on it long, but uh, it's like your brother said, you have to have carbs. So there's carbs and fat are different sources of energy. They, they both produce energy. Um, carbs are for your brain. They, that's typically what the brain is, is, is supporting. It's supporting more brain function with carbs and fats are more body energy. So that's why if you're doing a keto diet, you have a lot of energy because your body is using the body fat that you're having as, as an energy source. And so you're having a lot of physical energy, um, like body wise carbs are where you get your brain energy. That's why if you've ever taken carbs out of your diet, you're just dumb. You know, you talk to somebody and you just don't know what's going on. You just sound, you're just confused. A lot of times you got that brain fog. Well, that's because carbs are what you're not getting in your body, which is not helping the brain function. Yeah. That's why you get grumpy. That's why you're like, don't even fucking talk to me. I'm done. That's, that's the carbs. So, um, so just know that, you know, and, and, and also one thing that I used to, I, you know, I was taught, um, now they're saying it's not true, but, uh, I don't know how true that is. I've always seen results. Maybe it's placebo effect, but it, it, it seems to be true. I don't ever really like to put people when I'm putting them on a diet, when I'm building a meal plan for anybody, if you're at home and you don't have the money for a trainer and you you want to look at a meal plan, make your own. Try to always do a protein source and then a energy source, but one energy source. So meaning you either want to have fats or carbs with that meal. You don't want to have both. So, so, um, you know, French fries are carbs. Pasta is carbs, noodles, um, rice, that's carbs. Well, you know what the difference between the carbs and complex carbs? Well, that's, that's that's simple carbs and complex carbs. Uh, simple carbs are going to be your typically your whiter uh, carbohydrates. So uh, white white pastas, uh, white rice, um, white potato. What's the purpose of complex that? Complex carbs are going to be darker ones. They're going to be the sweet potato, the brown rice, 
um, the uh, the dark pasta, right? Whole wheat pasta. When you eat those, them. are going to be complex carbs. They are more complex, meaning it takes longer for the body to break them down. Mm. Simple ones are simple. They're not as they're not as complex, and they they take shorter amount of time to break down. They're more sugars. the simple ones are more sugars, which is why oh, okay. they're easier to break down. They turn into energy a lot quicker. The complex ones are harder to turn into energy. So the better ones to eat are, are complex, I'm guessing, in the long run. Uh, yes and no. Um, they are. Uh, let's say you're going to work out. It's not that bad to use a simple carb before you work out because you want that to be broken down into energy quicker. So you want like um, you could get away with you could get away with depending um, Skittles or you could get away with uh, white rice or you could get away with um, cream of rice or uh, that she sounds good. Cream of rice. Um, yeah. Or some, uh, <laughs> some grits. Uh, complex ones would be like oatmeal. What do you put in your uh, grits? Be, huh? <laughs> what do you put in your grits? Everybody had, had a debate. <laughs> oh man, I use sugar. Uh, I, I keep that. it straight, simple, like sugary as hell. Like, but I, I want, I want an immediate source of energy. And like I said, I'm pretty diabetic. I've always liked sugar. So that's what I go for. <laughs> oh, gross. All right. That's not but, uh, but let's say going back to it. So if you're going to eat a burger, if you're going to go to a restaurant and get a burger, try to get the burger without the fries. You're going to still have carbs because you got bread on the buns. You could go bunless or like lettuce, but we wouldn't do that. So yeah. just do the burger. Don't do the fries. So if you don't like, you don't, do, you don't like the, the burger with the lettuce wrap? I can do it. Yeah, I, I don't mind good. doing it, but yeah. it's oh, it's that's really good. And honestly, man, the Impossible Burgers aren't that bad. The the meatless burgers, they're actually. I had it once. Food. Yeah, it was whatever, dude. Like I wasn't like, oh, this is gross. But you, no, no, it's not bad. And it's a, it's. I'll tell you, man, stock wise, it's going to be a good thing to get into in the future, dude. Like I, I, we eat that now here at home. Those like veggie burgers, like so. I don't know why people 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 just complain about everything, dude. They want everything to be greasy. You know what I'm saying? They want everything to be like this, like fatty, like. Like meat, I don't know what the fuck that weird taste. Like they just want like specifics, and it's just like ah, like you want to you want to like eat like fucking like that your whole life and be unhealthy, or just you know just eat a little bit healthier and just sacrifice a little bit of taste. I don't know. Oh yeah, right. I mean, it's not, well, every, not everything tastes bad as well. So I think people just well, want sugar. So huh? Go ahead. Let's let's do some numbers. So so if if anybody has like pen and paper, you can write this down. This would be some quick little math for you, just kind of an overview. Uh, don't obviously, obviously I'm, I'm giving this an overview, so don't break it down completely, but it's pretty accurate. Still, uh, four ounces is going to be 20, uh, 25 grams. And that's going to be of protein or carbs. And that is going to be eight ounces would then be 50 grams protein and carbs. And you can basically do that across the board. That's for all of your meats. So four ounces of beef, four ounces of fish, four ounces of turkey, chicken. It's all going to roughly be about 25 grams of protein and carbs. And for eight, eight ounces, it would be 50 grams. Most women need about four ounces. Most men need anywhere from six to eight ounces. Going to carbs, that's going to be four ounces would be uh, 25 grams of carbs, and that's for white rice, sweet potatoes, brown rice, 
any simple or, or complex carb is going to be about 25 to 50 grams for four ounces and eight ounces. How much, how much vegetables? Um, for vegetables, it's going to be about the same. Um, you're going to get a little bit rough with that one, but it's going to be about the same. You can always Google, man. I'm so surprised where I talk to people and they just don't understand how to Google things. And Google will tell you everything. Just say, you know, how, you can talk it. You can just say Alaska, it. Just say Alaska, how, Alaska, whatever her name is. Yeah. How many, how many uh, grams is uh, protein is, or carbs are in, in four ounces of broccoli, you know, and it'll, it'll give you an idea. Um, the fit, the fit apps are pretty good for those numbers too, but, but that's a rough ballpark. So, you know, a quarter pounder is, is a quarter of a pound. That's four ounces. That's, that's 25 grams. What about a half tacos? pound burger, tacos a half pound good. burger would be 50 grams. <laughs> um, now the calories for that for protein and for carbs there's four calories in each gram. So if there's 25 grams of protein in, in a four-ounce beef patty, 25 times four would be 100 calories. There's going to be 100 calories just in protein on the beef patty. The buns, four ounces of buns would be 25 grams of carbs. There would be a hundred calories because twenty-five times four would be a hundred. So there's a hundred calories in the protein. There's a hundred calories in the carbs in the bread. So, so then you have two hundred calories total for that burger. Now there's going to be some fat that's in that burger. That's the grease, right? That's mm-hmm. the grease that we were talking about. For fat, it's nine calories per gram. So it's double the amount of calories in the, in fat than it is in protein and carbs. That's why fats you gain more you gain more fat, right? Like you gain more weight on fat because it's it's heavier. It's it's got more in it. So there's probably 20 grams of fat that's in a burger in the beef. Mm-hmm. So now you do 20 times nine, and that's 180. So there's 180 calories that are in the burger that's in the grease, that's in the fat. So there's 200 calories that's in the protein and carbs, and there's 180 calories that's in the fat. So half of that burger is fat, and half of it is protein and carbs. Now you start seeing where you can gain weight, right? Like take that concept and think about a, a greasy piece of pizza. You've got fat from the grease, you've got fat from the cheese, fat from the pepperonis. See what I mean? And then you got the carbs from the bread. So, so you can get, you can get food can weigh and you can gain weight and you, you can get, you know, and again, it's not so much about the weight. It's about what's, what's, what's that doing to your arteries? What's that doing to the, you know what I mean? Just overall your health. So, so I, um, you, you know, it's, it's kind of like what, what somebody, when I was in the army, um, there was, we did like rock marching a lot. Obviously, when you're doing like 12 miles or six miles or any, any miles, anything over six is fucking crazy. But um, after the rock marches, sometimes like they had pizza and they were like, this is super food because it has bread and it has vegetables and it has meat and it has cheese, you know, and like they give us like a slice, like that fucking this something. I don't know what, like, and then they, they made people believe that. Pizza was a superfood, so these motherfucker, these motherfuckers were eating like pizza all the time. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> you you can like get pretty unhealthy with pizza. 
right? So uh-huh. that's, I think that that's another thing, misinformation. Like, do you know any other foods that you would say that's just really good for you? You know, like any, any type of dish or any, like say tacos, any, any other dish? <laughs> you're, you're asking me if I know of any good healthy dishes? Yeah, like, you know, like type of foods or... Man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the honest, honest to God truth, man. All dishes can be healthy if you make them yourself. Yes. You can, you control what goes in them. You don't have to eat meat and potatoes. Like I was saying, going back to that diet, God didn't put just all the protein and carbs that you need and fat in, in the sweet potato and, and in chicken. Like, like you talked about, I, I talk about a blood type diet. You can find your blood type and your blood type based on the lipids in it are going to break and down, break down and digest food differently. It's going to assimilate it differently in different blood types. They say that that's not true, but I, that's usually the first place that I go when I work with clients and I try to see how their body's going to respond. And so an O type body blood type is carnivorous. We were the hunters. I'm, I'm O positive. So we were carnivorous back in the day. We were the hunters. I got a lot of energy. I'm lean. I can run for a long time. So I use, I actually don't do well on chicken and sweet potatoes. I do better on simple sugars and I do better on, um, on beef, like red meat. Do A or because, <laughs> because we would be the ones that would like kill the animals and then we would eat the meat before we would get back to the tribe the a blood types the b blood types they were the farmers they were the villagers they were the ones that that farmed so they ate more berries and vegetables and things like that from the garden so they typically respond better to like a vegetable vegetable meal a meal that has fish and doesn't have uh, red meat and things like that so you know i did i did chicken and sweet potatoes for a while and then i got with a coach that taught me the blood type diet and we started using that and i did beef and, and white rice and man I, I responded so well but that's actually going against the grain they say that that's not good for you so so it depends kind of on the blood type um and that goes but you know that just goes back Does to the like, matter of your positive or negative uh, no, it, it doesn't. Um, you can go to livestrong.com. That's a website that I like to use. It's usually got really good reference cited material on it. Um, and you can go on there and then just do your research and find out what blood type you are. If you don't know your blood type, go donate blood. It's a good thing to donate blood anyways. And when you do tell them, Hey, I need to know my blood type. They will let you know they're, they're you know, you're donating blood. They're going to find that out. So, and they don't mind telling you, so you can do that. You can, Used to be able to get a free movie ticket out of it. Now I don't know. Maybe you get a T-shirt. So maybe they give you a mask. Hell, I don't know. But uh, you get something, and you get to know your blood type. So that's a good way to find out. Um, do you, so you do you think? Then, to me, okay, I had an experience. I don't know if I brought it up in another, uh, another episode where you know me and my, you know my spouse used to go with an organization to feed homeless people, right? And they were like, "Oh, we only want to feed them vegan stuff." And it was kind of weird because I was like. I'm pretty sure they need protein too, right? So, oh, yeah. like, I was just like, we were had to like substitute protein in, in a diet, and this group all they did was give them pasta and rice. And I was just like, dude, like, they need other shit. Like, they're not gonna survive just pasta and rice, you know? Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, that's that leads me to another thing. Like, you know, if you know you have friends, you know, we're having a hard time that with COVID, and they, you know, having trouble with food. Like, might or not invite them, I mean, you know, like just, you know, drop food off their house or something, you know, I'm like, hey, like I have soup, like go and drop it off your doorstep or something, you know, but yeah, I'm just, to me, you know, some people like, they have this like, 
these like white vegans, you know, I don't want to like blame like just white people, but you know, some, some of these vegans are like so unrealistic with like their diets. Like everybody has to eat vegan and you have people who are trying to help, you know, feed and like the homeless people and then like they have to eat vegan too. And it's just like, what the fuck? You know, like to me. Yeah, it's, no, you know, it's, it's well, and some people, you know, the, the thing with like vegan, like some people do it for different reasons, you know, some people do it for the, for like animal cruelty and things like that. So I, I don't, I don't judge anybody, man. Like I said, at the beginning of the thing, like you do what you want to, as long as it doesn't, as long as you're not harming anybody and you're not, you're not pushing your agenda on anybody else. And so be it. But, um, but you know, the V and vegans, you can still get protein. Like it's not fully bad. Oh, I I mean, you, you can get protein. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, you know, um, lentils are a very good source of food. Uh, a lot of people yeah. don't know about it's, it's a one to two ratio for protein to carbs. So, uh, yeah, we, did. we substituted a lot of foods. We brought different, we even made wraps with sauces for, you know, for the feedings. And I, you know, they were like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, they have to eat food. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be, Oh like, yeah. No, no. Dude, like pea just protein, be, yeah. you know, pea protein is a good plant-based protein. I actually use it now over, over whey protein and things like that. Um, but at the same time I use hydro whey. So, Hydroway is like uh, isolate, which is uh, it's basically hydrolyzed, meaning it breaks down into water a quicker, gets into your body a lot quicker. It's a better source of protein. So, uh, but but pre pea protein is good. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with plants, but at the same time, you cannot, you can't get leucine except for in like protein, which is like meat, like meats, like so. You know, leucine's leucine is an important amino acid for uh, protein synthesis. So. Um, you know, it's not a bad thing to have meat, but, uh, again, just don't, like you said, you know what I mean? Like if, if you want to be a vegan, okay, don't go yelling at your neighbor and telling them they, they're going to hell cause they're eating meat. That's just not true. So like, yeah. let, let them be. Um, but you know, there's a lot of good, I mean, I eat bacon and eggs, you know, that's my, that's my first meal of the day. I don't like putting carbs in my body because I feel bloated. So, uh, if I eat a fat source, um, I'm going from a fasted state to uh, fat energy energy source, and then I'm going to allow my body to use more body fat a little bit more uh, in the morning before I start putting carbs in it. But then I put some carbs in it, and then I go work out. That's when I train. So I'm using the carbs as an energy source um, and to go into the muscles uh, for my training time. You know, and then I get done, and then I don't eat any fat or carbs. I just eat protein after I get done working out. Uh, and then like an hour or two later, I like to put in, uh, either fats or protein or, or carbs with the protein. Um, and then in the evening, I like to use a little bit of fat and protein before I go to bed, a couple hours before I go to sleep. And then I let my body rest. And instead of having a whole bunch of food in my stomach, trying to digest as I sleep, which I used to think was a good thing. I usually have an empty stomach. So now my body's resting, and instead of it using energy to break down food, my body is using energy to recover, to rest, what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. Um, it's it's helping repair any scars, any scratches I have on my body, any things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Helps with my hair, helps with my skin. Um, there's a lot of good things. Like we were talking about, rest is very paramount to recovery. So, uh, you know, it's just... And that's, and that's another reason why fasting is a good thing. When you're fasting, your body's not using energy to, uh, break down food. 
it's how, how giving is, your body you, energy to do other things. How long do you think we should fast for? How long, uh, it depends. How often? It, it, it depends. Uh, depends. Okay, so the length of time depends on the duration. So if you're if you're going to fast five days a week, Monday through Friday, Friday you're going to fast because it's helping you not eat so much. Um, then do like a 10 or 12 hour fast, you know, um, I, for spiritual reasons, I say that fasting in the evening is better. Uh, it's like why monks do it. They fast in the evening and then they have the morning time to f- to feed It's really hard to do. I'm, I'm more of a, I like to smoke a joint in the evening, kind of get me a, get me a it's meal hard. in like yeah. munchies. So <laughs> it's harder for me to fast in the evening. I mean, I'm just being honest, you know, and that's the thing. You got to be real with yourself when you're, yeah. when you're making a plan, but, um, uh, fasting in the morning is better for most people. It's more, it's more doable. So you can, you know, you cut out food at 8 PM, you go to bed at 10 PM, you wake up, you don't eat until 8 AM. That's a 12 hour fast. You know, um, yeah, I think I do that now. I go to sleep around six 30 and then I don't eat until dinner, which is like six. So it's almost 11, 12 hours of fasting. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And, and you know, that's not a, that's not a bad thing. Like that's not an aggressive thing. That's I'm not a hard thing to on do your it. body. It happens. Yeah. But, but doing, let's say, let's say you're going to do it three days out of the week. Um, you know, an 18 hour fast could be, could be something, you know, mm-hmm. so you go to bed at eight or you stop eating at 8 PM and you go till 8 AM. That's 12 hours. You need another six hours. Uh, t- four hours would be noon. So that's 16 hours. So, so at 2 PM you would start eating. So you'd have a meal at 2 PM and then you'd eat until 8 PM. So you'd have a six hour window to eat. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's not bad. I mean, that's 2 p.m. You'd have a meal. Uh, 4, 5 p.m. You'd have a meal. And then at 7.30, you'd have a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's three meals a day. You know, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, now, what you would do is, let's say you have, you're eating a 2,000-calorie diet every day. You just eat 2,000 calories in three meals versus 2,000 calories in five. You know, I mean, it's, that's just what you do for that. You don't, you don't fast and cut meals out of your day. You want to still make sure you're getting your calories in. Uh, the lowest that I put a competitor, a female at a hundred pounds, uh, is 1200 calories a day. Um, a, a woman should have at least 900 calories a day. I don't care how, how little she is. And if, and if you're, you're, um, if you're heavier, if you're around a hundred and, 40 pounds, uh, you should be having, you know, 1200 to 1500 calories a day. If you're 180 pounds, you should have about 2000 calories a day. It depends how much you burn because like when I was in the army, like they give us MREs and they're like 3000 calories per MRE. And they're like, you're going to need this. And you know, we're running all day and shit. So yeah. And that's, and that goes back to what me and you had talked about, not on here, but, but before about, you know, what are you doing and make yeah. sure that you're exerting as many calories as you're putting in. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, uh, the, the letters NEAT, N-E-A-T, uh, stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And all that means, all that big ass word means is what you do when you're not working, your non-exercise activity. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So, if you are a person that's going to school full time and you're sitting in debt, you're sitting in class, uh, you're somebody that works at a desk, uh, you're a, se- a car salesman, you're, you're not burning a lot of calories. You're not running around. Um, so that's, you know, 50 calories to 100 calories an hour is what you're burning. Um, if you are a person that does construction, if you're a person that does any type of manual labor, you work on cars, 
Uh, you're in a job where you're sweating your ass off all day. You don't have AC. You're burning about 200 to two, to 300 calories an hour. Yeah. Okay. So now you look at a 10 hour day, uh, 50 calorie an hour. That's 500 calories for a day. That's all you're burning sitting at a desk for 10 hours. The person that's working outside mowing, doing landscaping, um, they're burning 300 times 10 hours. That's 3000. That's 2,500 calorie difference. So that, that needs to be considered when you're making a meal plan for yourself. Yeah. One th- you I, know, remember, you don't- I remember one time I went hiking and it, I hiked, I was over in Washington, Mount Rainier and I tried to do the 90 mile Wonderland trail and I couldn't because I was still snow on top. But I hiked 15 miles and I was like, fuck, there's snow. I'm snowed. This part of the trail snowed in. I hiked 15 miles back, but like I I didn't map my hike or whatever, the app. And it was like, you burned 10,000 calories. I was like, what? Shut up. <laughs> but no, dude, actually, you know, yeah, you're right. Like you walk, if you walk 30 miles, dude, like you're going to burn a shit ton of fucking calories. You know what I'm saying? Like. I did that 30 miles in one day. I was shocked. I was fucking exhausted. But, you know, um, like, I think you're right. Like, it depends how much you burn during the day. But, I mean, like, you'll be amazed how much you, how much calories you burn if you just do exercise or just keep active, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, you definitely can burn a lot. Um, (coughs) What a... What was another thing that we was going to talk about? I feel like there was something else we was going to touch on. But I think we're good. Um, I think we're good. We can we can we can stop now. You know, I mean, we did we talked about it's like two hours and forty minutes now. So this is oh, wow. like a lot longer than some of the episodes we have. So okay, cool, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, you know, like if anybody has questions, you know, um, do you have do you even have your are you active on anymore on your guidance page on Facebook or no? Not on not on Facebook, on Instagram I am. Yeah, so can you tell people, you know, where to reach you? Yeah, my my um my Instagram is um at who mike underscore fitness. Um and uh if, if anybody does need any um has any questions or any you know, needs any advice or anything, um you can follow me on there. I do post uh I post a lot of stuff on my story uh that stays more on fitness. Like like I said, my, my journey, my trajectory, uh, I started on physical health. I got into the military and I didn't want to be little Michael no more. So started working out and I found a passion for it. Then I got into bodybuilding. Then I started training people. Then I started competitively training athletes. Then I was introduced to a lot of egos in that, a lot of narcissism. Dude, and yeah, I, remember, of- I remember when you, you joined, we were the same size. Yeah, I was I was 140 pounds. Yeah, we, I, me and you were tiny. Yeah, and then and then like me and you used to work out, and then you made me vomit because you made me do a <laughs> fucking shit ton of abs. <laughs> I yeah. vomited. Out to, I've never vomited out of, out of the side of the ship on their way until that day. Like I was like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, the working out hard is you know it's something that's needed. I mean, I, um, but again, you know, you never know what you can do until you're pushed to that limit and. Uh, and that's the fun of it for me at least. But, uh, but no, you know, they can follow me on there. Um, that's, that's where I, I post a lot of stuff. And then I'm, I always have my, you know, you can always DM me if you want to ask me one-on-one. Um, but, uh, you'll, you'll find a lot of information on there. 
Um, and everything I do is not, like I said, the one thing I do like to pride myself on is, is I'm not a salesman. I don't try to push anything on anybody. I just give honest feedback from stuff that I know. I don't ever talk about things that I don't know. Um, so I, you, it, I feel like I'm somebody on the social media realm where you know that there's no ulterior motive other than just, I just love, love doing this. I like, I like helping people be the best version of themselves. So um, I do take clients. Uh, not really, I'm not really as active on taking clients right now uh, because I'm, I'm focused more on a mental health aspect. I'm trying to work, work more with alternative therapies, uh, especially with veterans. If you're a veteran, please contact me. I do love my veterans, um, especially any of them that, that deal, that struggle um, either with PTSD or uh, transitioning out of the military, uh, it's a big deal. The suicide rate is really way too high. Yeah, we talk so about I that too. More on the mental health side right yeah. now. Um, but uh, but like I said, you know, this is the gym. It's been my my church, man. It's been my safe haven. It's what's kept me off the edge a few times. So, um, and it's the one thing that I've always been able to find some type of uh, satisfaction, even even with depression. Um, so it's, it's really good. It's, it's good with insomnia. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to working out other than just the way you look. Um, yeah, that's, so. that's what me and you talk about, you know, that's why I decided to have you on the show. Cause we talk about, you know, depression and, and, you know, cause I, I was, I am, you know, depressed and I think that's something the VA hasn't acknowledged yet. And it's, man, it's fucking hard to get the VA to acknowledge anything, right. Um, yeah. for your disability. Yeah. And I think, you know, the gym does help. You know, and, and my wife, you know, encouraged me to go to the gym and to help. And it does, man. Like, I go to the gym. I feel better. You know, I'm not as, like, I'm going to, like, fucking hate life and shit like that. But, you know, we talk about other stuff to take away the depression, like mushrooms, whatever. And I, I personally don't like mushrooms that much, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had well, a really I, bad experience. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've definitely... um. You know, hopefully, hopefully I can come back on again and we can talk about talk about that as well, because um, there is definitely a lot of um, a lot of help that doesn't get get gotten in the VA. The VA doesn't doesn't do the best they do. I can't complain. I mean, I'm you know, I appreciate everything they do do because there's 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 a lot of veterans that they have to see. So yeah. there, that has to be taken into account. And we do have a lot of issues from the military that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's alternative therapy that they just have not acknowledged and that they're not focusing on. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of therapy that's offered that nobody knows about because they just don't know about it. Yeah, and I've I'll, done a lot of research on it. I and want I, to talk about is, that. Yeah. Cause I have people that contact me that I surf with and they would tell me like, Hey man, I heard like, you know, this native American ceremony or this, you know, mushrooms or whatever the hell, or like, peyote, whatever the hell, like whatever they say, like it helps with PTSD. And man, I'm like, I can't, I, I, like, I wish I can help you, but like, I can't help you with that because that's like a cultural thing, you know? And I, I have, I had heard stories that, you know, it does help, you know, like mushrooms. Let's say mushrooms. Okay. Let's stick with mushrooms. But, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a fucking mushroom dealer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know what the right. fuck, you know, like, like, right. what, and, what, and again, you know, like and you I, can't, you yeah. don't want to talk about it because you don't know about it, right? Yeah. Like it's so, not and, a, it's, no, not even that. It's like that's very specific tribal, cultural. Like it's not even a Comanche thing. I can tell you right now, like that shit fucks with me, right? Like it doesn't fuck with me in a bad way, but it doesn't help with depression. I think other stuff helps more. 
you know, we talk about mental, mental health, like, you know, like you got to figure out what helps you, like talking to people or like hanging out with people. I don't know. Like it's something that, you know, other people can help you out and don't do it by yourself. But don't think that the native ceremonies are going to cure you because sometimes they don't. Right. And, no. You know, so like don't, some people, they contact, I get contacted a lot because of that. Like, hey, can you take me, can you take me to, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I don't even know if that's going to help you. Maybe you should go to like, you know, therapy. And that's, that's the problem with the VA too. They tell me like, oh, the VA give me a bunch of pills. And I'm like, ugh. So I'm like, fuck. You know, that's, that's another thing. That's a whole other conversation that we're going to have on the show too with, with native vets. What I want to have, right, is like, um, like the PTSD that... It doesn't matter what race you are, ethnicity, like black, white, Mexican, native. So many people come back and they see some crazy shit and then, and then like they're fucked for life. You know what I'm saying? And it's all because we, we were trying to get some fucking stupid resources overseas or control some fucking colonize some people. And now, now we are fucking painted, you know, like men, mentally damaged for just why do we deploy for what? You know, like we really think about it. Why, why did we deploy? Right, like me and you, we deployed together once. Like, why? What was the purpose? Right? Like, we had to think about that. Like, you know, it was, it was all about resources, right? And and it was it's a pretty shitty thing to go through in your life to risk your mental health, you know, and like sacrifice your mental health for some fucking corporation to have like resources. But then now you're trying to heal yourself, and it's like it's fucked. I and mean, it's a whole different conversation. But you know, like. It's it's hard because like you see friends that are suffering from it, and I had a friend that shot himself, right? He shot himself, and because he was going to PTSD, and I told him, "Come live with me, like come here. You don't have to pay rent. Like you're going to a lot of shit." He didn't take the offer, and he just killed himself. And I was like, I felt like shit because I was like, I felt like I didn't do enough to reach out, you know? Because he told me he was suffering, and I was like, you need to come here, right? Like, but. Uh, I think some people also feel bad for reaching out. You shouldn't feel bad, right? You shouldn't feel bad for reaching out. Um, and like now, you know, like I have that guilt because that dude didn't reach out and I feel like I should have reached out and now I can never talk to him ever, ever again. And this dude's, you know, my age, right? So yeah, like, man. it's and fucking uh, hard. Like I have, and I think about that dude all the time, dude. Like I miss him. Right, yeah. So well, you know, like, know, you you gotta like take care of ourselves, man. So, but don't oh, think yeah. I, I want people to, to know that you know there is alternative medicine. Some sometimes mushrooms help people, like you know magic mushrooms, whatever. But sometimes they don't. So don't think that's gonna be your solution, right? No, that's not. But but also don't think that uh, don't think that it's not for you either, because yeah. um, exactly. You know the uh, I did I did ayahuasca last year, and it 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 literally is was 10 years of therapy in, in in one session for me because uh i was able to go back and deal with things that i never i had suppressed and things that i i i couldn't get to because how the hell is a doctor going to talk to me and tell me about things that they don't even know about you know so it was able for me to contact and see things differently um and uh i would have never known about that if i wouldn't have had help from a friend you know to tell me about that and I actually went through a military uh, nonprofit organization that paid for it. So that was because there's so many veterans that have been helped from suicide with this uh, entheogenic medicine that actually is smart medicine that, that knows quite a bit. So there's a lot of help in those things. Um, 
And those are alternative therapies that, you know, the VA don't know about and they don't, they don't want to acknowledge. Um, but that, that, and so, yeah, I talk, I, we talked about that in one episode. I forgot what it was, which one was, was, was with Ainan. And we talked about how like, the, you know, we have medicines, the native community that are not really acknowledged, but at the same time, like we have to be really careful not to exploit them. Right. So like mm-hmm. we, we don't want to be like using them as like to getting fucked up and party, but like, they're, they're literally medicines, right? And some people, oh, yeah. people are like, Oh, I'm going to smoke peyote and like wander the desert. It's like, that's not what the fuck peyote is for. Right. No. So and they don't. Yeah. And that's, and that's ignorance, you know, but that's also, that's also what this country's done is like they've demonized drugs like ketamine and things like that. And they say that they're illegal and they're bad because uh, the dumb, the young generation looks at them as party drugs. They look at them as club drugs. And so in that sense, yeah, they should be illegal because they're not doing what they're intended to do. You know, mushrooms, God put those on here to educate us and inform us and, and increase our intu- intuition. That's why microdosing is more for enhancement versus euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not looking for that. Hey, let's trip balls and look at things float around. Yeah, how many grams do you take um, for microdosing? Uh, microdosing should be uh, 0.1 to 0.25, depending on the strain. Uh, penis envies are the more shamanic, stronger strain. <laughs> so those are those you'd want to do like a tenth of a gram, like 0.1. But you have to remember that the dose for like hallucinating is one and a half grams, right? So, or one gram. So that's that's a tenth of that. That's 10%. So you can take that and go to work and function. It actually puts you in a flow state where you're actually more productive. Um but it's it's for intuition, you know. That's why, that's why. Like, if you read Terrence McKenna's book, uh, Food of the Gods, um, he talks about, you know, that's what they would do. You, when you go to, into the forest, the first thing you find along the edge of the forest by the trees is going to be mushrooms, right? Because that's where they're going to get limited light. They're going to be more moist, um, and so that you would you would take those, and those would enhance your ability to hear. You could hear animals. In the woods further, you could see things clearer, um, but that's not that's not taking them like what you're saying in a ceremonial where you're sitting in a tent and you're, you know, you're eating a lot and actually like getting visions. You know, there's a big difference in microdosing and dosing. Yeah, um, but, but there much. is, yeah. but there is help to it, and, and there's and there's, I mean, there's scientific literature now that backs it that says that, uh, you know, neurogenesis, um, the the rebuilding and reconnecting of your, your neuro pathways is actually there. Um, so there's benefits to it. Um, yeah, I heard about that. You know, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. Don't do it. Cause I, I, I probably would do it again, but not, not as much. Cause I was, I went to, to, to like a different world, I guess, you know? That's so yeah, it's fucking scary, but you know, <laughs> it's not, I was like, what the fuck is this? But, you know, I, I, I didn't have guidance, so I, I fucked up, but, oh, you yeah. know, but it was one of those things that, um, yeah, man, like, I think it could help. And I, I think, you know, maybe just like, just like we, like, I don't like, I don't even like smoking, like people smoke whole joints or smoke, like I do like maybe like a quarter you know, back when I used to smoke a lot, like maybe like a quarter of a bowl, maybe like, you know, like a hit or two, and that was it. Like, I don't even like doing it because if I get too high, you know, like I'm, I'm actually appreciative now that edibles are five milligrams, right? Back when they were 10, I was, I used to hate edibles. I was like, fuck this. And then when they were 20, I used to hate my life. I was like, fuck, 
Really? Yeah, yeah man. Remember when, when the edibles first came out in California? I don't know. People were like, 20 milligrams for this Rice Krispies Krispie, uh, Krispie Treat. And I was eating it, and I was like fucking high for like two days. I was like, no, fuck, dude, fuck this shit, dude. dude. I eat 75 milligrams, and they like barely, they barely get my hands clean. Yeah, because like, you do it every fucking day, man. But, <laughs> dude, me, five is more than enough. I'm like, fuck wow. this shit. Yeah, fuck that. Now everything's in fives, which I'm, I appreciate it. And I'm like, man, fuck this. At 10, I'm like, I start like crawling, crawling to a ball. I'm like, I'm going to die one day. And it's like, the, you know, the sun's going to blow up. We're all going to die. And it's like, I started thinking stupid shit, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at five, I'm like, okay, like, I know I'm going to die, but I'm not going to forget about it. You know what I'm saying? But like, at 20, dude, one time I ate like, oh, I was like two, over 200 milligrams. It was an accident, right? Of like chocolate. I was like, dude, I was like seeing colors and like, I, I felt like I was in an eight millimeter film. Like it was like, I was like, what the, what the fuck's happening to me, dude? But that's too much, dude. Like that's, I know my limit. Same thing with the mushrooms. You know, like you gotta do like micro dose because if you don't, you know, like some people like to get fucked up and that's not me, dude. Like that's not, that's not I'm not, even with beer, I drink like maybe like two or maybe, maybe three, right? And then like, I'm cool with that. I, I don't like. I don't like getting wasted. It's fucking stupid. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I don't like losing control. But, yeah, but yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. So the whole mental health thing, we're getting off track. But is like we should, you know, like don't people contact me about that? I'm like, dude, I can't even. I don't know if I can. I, I don't even know if I'm the person for that, right? To tell you, talk to talk to you about that. But I think that we need to, like, yeah, have like. You know, use the gym for mental health and for your health. Make sure you live longer. Make sure you, um, like, you can live old enough to see your kids have kids. I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, like, make sure you live old enough to be an elder, you know? So that's oh, what, that's, 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 that's a point of this. To, and pass down your, your knowledge to, to younger people. But you don't want to die at 30, 40 years old. I've seen that shit. So... You know, like I said before, from friends, and you know, sometimes health is not what takes you out. Sometimes it's your mental health, and you gotta like ask for help, dude. And don't, like I said, don't don't be afraid. But I don't want to steer too much, so we can end this episode. You have anything to say, Mike, before we close out? No, man, I'm I'm good. I'm, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, get on here and talk about some things and educate some people, hopefully. Um, and uh, in the end, just like let people know that. Uh, you just have to have your own goal. Stay yeah. in your lane and try to be the better version of yourself. You know, that yeah. that's who the competition needs to be is yourself, your old self versus your new self. And what you're doing right now is going to put yourself where your future self will be. So whatever you're doing today is going to dictate how you feel tomorrow. So just make sure that, you you know, you're constantly trying to be healthier, like you said, and, and stay around for your kids and everybody else. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll be back on the show. We have a show planned. I don't want to say what it is, but, you know, we have another show planned. Um, and, you know, yeah, so just keep listening. 